Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I'm Del Altman, joined by the Iceman from Sports with Strawberry Ice, Jeff Trenopoul, and also joined by from Bengals Army, Dusty Langley. Clean, clean shaven face. What, what, I don't even hey. recognize him. And Dude, I'm always clean shaven, man. You're in the man cave now, right? Yeah, I'm downstairs, baby. He's all set up in the, in the man cave he got nice. done. Yeah, oh, I get in the crazy. Kitchen. <laughs> Love to see it. Now, is that red instead of orange on the walls? Is that some Buckeye flavor you're putting in there, too? No, it's orange. It might just be the way oh, the okay. white's hitting it. It's, it. Actually, it's actually really close to the jersey orange, but it just doesn't – it might not look like it right now. Well, it's orange, so everyone knows. It's close Don't enough. call it red like at me and be an asshole. <laughs> no, it is, it is orange. Well, I, I couldn't tell, but I can kind of tell now. Yeah. I thought maybe you were doing, you know, Buckeyes because I got, yeah, Buckeye stuff over here, Bengal stuff here, Bengal stuff there, Bengal stuff there. Oh, 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 we're gonna, I got Bengal stuff there. I got red stuff there. I got Bearcat stuff over there. I got a whole bunch of shit over there. Yeah. Good. Your turn, yeah. Dusty. <laughs> you guys got, uh, you guys got these bad boys over here though. No, no, no. Uh, nice... Are you talking about the recliners or the deer head? <laughs> I'm sure the the deer head. Yeah. <laughs> the recliners I got, yes. How many recliners down here? On a hard ass chair, like one of them. That, Dale's that, in his like, garage. Yeah, I don't have comfort yeah. down here. Well, I do yeah. have that gray wall, so that wall is kind of, kind of gray. Where I might put some Buckeye stuff up there, but we'll see. We'll see. I like the AJ AJ Green jersey. That's cool. I like my stepdad actually got that for me. Yeah, he, uh, he picked her up one day and. And said, "Hey, you want this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I uh, do want it." Uh, yeah, um, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yeah, exactly. That's not even a question. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, thanks for everybody that's tuning in. Who day to everybody, the Brew Crew, love y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, don't always do shows on Thursday, but wanted to do something a little different. And we'll still have a show tomorrow. But uh, gonna kind of preview the combine. So the combine starts next week. Maybe what we're excited about. These guys will probably hammer more things for the Bengals, but some in general as well. Me, I'll probably hammer a little bit of everything because, you know, doing the draft guide, which should be done a little bit after the combine, we're going to wait till after the combine so we can update if we need to, you know, if there's somebody's arm length was better than we thought. And I had that as a con because there's arm length questions. Yeah, Jeff, you would have short arm length. <laughs> I would. I would have very short arms. You would not. You'd have to kick into the interior of the line. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm actually planning on going to uh, the combine. We we do it. Well, we do it every year. And uh, my son uh, forgot the date or whatever, and and informed me today that he's not going with me because he's going to go visit his sister-in-law. So I I told him bros before does, but he didn't he didn't agree with me. So. So uh, I think it's going to be me and my uh, brother-in-law. We're going to go, but we always go. Well, there you go, and that'll be fun. Uh, I know, uh, I think Drew Garrison's going to be down there. I think some of Malik's people, I don't know if Malik's going to be there, but 
Well, I'm not gonna be, like they, they probably got press press passes. I'm gonna be in the stands. Right. <laughs> like, I, I know you're gonna be there. That's I'm gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll slide you a press pass. You know? <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. We need two of them. Yeah, exactly. Two. Give me two. Uh, so yeah, the Chiefs apparently are signing the Matareza. I wish we would have. <laughs> yeah, I I guess is they don't have an issue with his legal problems, and if anybody, well, it all knows, cleared up as far as I know. Uh, as far as I know, as well. Yeah. But I mean, Roger Goodell obviously. Yeah. Wouldn't give a shit if it's the Chiefs, anyways. <laughs> right. Was he well, that, a fourth round pick? No, he didn't get picked he at all. He no, all. He, he got picked. I think. Oh it no, Buffalo. Picked. That's Buffalo right. That's right. Buffalo picked him. him. Yep. I think and it might have been sixth round. Was it sixth round or? I think so. Yeah. I, I thought he know. went high. It, it might have been six. I was thinking he was like a fourth or fifth round dude. That was kind of crazy. I mean, he was expected to be really good. So if he I wanted the Bengals, I'm sure somebody in the chat can can tell us. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted the Bengals to draft him, and then all the legal stuff came out, and then the uh, Bills uh, released him. But I, I was that I haven't got a chance to listen to it, but I heard that. Um, How did you know we argue about the draft guide, Darth? He's got inside information already. Dang. Got, he said he wants to listen in, but I think he's already got me. <laughs> he's already heard the conversation. Tab. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was saying, did you guys see? I haven't got to listen to it yet, but apparently uh, Darren Simmons was on uh, Dave Lapham's podcast talking about uh that he's not worried about brad robbins as, as the our punter which kind of concerns me a little bit <laughs> i mean i don't want to draft a punter but i want to bring in some competition at least and punk guy would have been good competition yeah well, I mean, it should I be an brad, open competition i don't think brad was ever a distance punter he was more of a, a placement punter right so yeah but even that I, wasn't good and it wasn't he had so many just like shanks this year mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah. So many well, that's what I'm bad punts this year. That shouldn't be. He was never that bad at Michigan. So maybe yeah. he gets a correct. I don't. I couldn't tell you what happened. I mean, I'm it hoping was, if he's our punter, he gets it corrected. But I was thinking for sure you at least bring in an undrafted free agent from the which the they might. Class. They might. I mean, who knows? But yeah, I agree with Anton here. He said he said uh, he needs to get more consistent. Which yeah, that's that's the whole problem. He wasn't consistent at all. Sometimes he punted great, and other times like Dale said, he just shank it. It's like. What the hell? Are you he doing? had way too many bad putts. Way too many. Yeah. It, plain and simple, you know. Those um, are, and I mean that, that's a, that's a big deal when you're playing in close games like we did a lot this year. I mean, well, when you spend position. draft capital on the position, mm-hmm. you expect the guy to be good, right? I mean, right. Just exactly. that. I mean, I was excited for the pick. To be honest, I, I was kind of yeah, excited I, to see what he would do. So it was just a big disappointment. I think everyone held him pretty high standards and then came in and was had some 25 30 yard punts or punts that went out weird spots and end up netting 20 yards it was like man what is this dude doing which to be fair what else would darren simmons say if he was asked specifically about him i mean i doubt he's gonna be like yeah his job's on the line he sucked we're gonna cut his ass (laughs) (laughs) he he probably wants him to be confident and he's probably talked privately with him on things that he needs to do better and, you know, I'm sure that there might still be competition. But well, think, if there's no competition, then we can all, you know, get concerned yeah. and talk about well, it. Well, I think that the thing with Bengals fans is we got spoiled with, with a shooter, with Evan McPherson, how good he was. And with how good he was, and we drafted Brad. I'm like, all right, well, we got the, you know, Evan McPherson a version of a punter now. And that didn't work out that way. It wasn't even close. So as and far a long as, snapper, Kyle, Kyle Midas, man, like – the special teams group kind of fell in line pretty good. 
Oh, I think Kyle did fine. Yeah, I just our yeah. just a punter and and I mean, there's stuff to improve. I mean, the, we were. I mean, especially what wasn't great. I mean, there there, there were. They, I don't remember what their rank, but they weren't ranked real real high. I mean, you can definitely improve upon it. But the biggest issue is is the punting, getting the ball in the air for a longer period of time, so we can at least get down there. Yeah. Um, getting into combine preview, we'll kind of go by position. Um, quarterbacks, I'm not going to talk a lot. I think we're pretty set there as Bengals. But overall, for my my draft rankings, I, I begrudgingly put J.J. McCarthy ahead of Michael Penix Jr. finally. And and mainly, it's honestly an age thing. At some point, you got to go, one guy is so much younger with a clean injury history, and another guy is three, three years older with four season-ending injuries when he was at Indiana and Phoenix. So um, we won't be privy to the actual injury reports and the health things like that, but I do just want to mention that quarterback. That'll be something probably important for Phoenix and where he'll go. I honestly have all of them as second-round picks. Like, now, will they go higher? Will McCarthy potentially go in the first round? Yeah, but I I have – he's a second-round pick. Talent wise, on my board still. Well, I'm down for all the quarterbacks going ahead uh, of 18, so more more talent drops to us. So I'm hoping I'm rooting for all the quarterbacks to do awesome in the in the combine, and and somebody falls in love with them and, and gets them. Yeah. Damn it, Antoine, we do not we not need a quarterback, Antoine. Who let Antoine in here? Yeah, it's it's open to everybody. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> love you, Antoine. Just kidding. <laughs> He loves you so much and calls you Anton instead exactly. of Antoine. Damn. I know. He knows what I mean, Antoine. Jeff can't say names. He can't fucking read anything. I can't read. We all know this. No, but we can't do math. Yeah. I, do, I do know sports, though. Yeah, that is? Well, that's yeah, debatable. Maybe. Yeah, debatable. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> moving on to running back, um, maybe we take one. That's been a hot topic. I don't want to get into that topic too much on here. The Joe Mixon <laughs> thing it happens every year. I just... I just want to say, at least be somewhat civil. You can have a different opinion than somebody, but you don't have to to block them or get personal or call them an asshole, and just be open minded. You know, not everyone everyone sees things. Not everybody has to agree with what you're saying. That's why it's called a discussion. Yeah, and and Mixon's been dependable. I mean, I see the issue, the reasons to bring him back, but I also see the reasons that maybe he's not back or he takes a pay cut. Because eight and a half million is a lot of money when the average is seven million. That Paul Daner article, but Paul's just doing his job. That was yeah. my thing. Like Paul's just doing his job, and he and he had like these are stats. These are he's just putting stats out there, people. Like, well, yeah. Other thing is 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 if you and I'm not I'm not saying the Bengals gonna do this or anything, but I mean if you if you were to cut Mixon and mm-hmm. cut BJ Hill, I and mean, that, that money right there is enough to go sign T for the for the uh, for the tag. So I mean that's that's kind of where if you look at the, the just by purely by the numbers, I mean I don't want to do it, but I'm just saying that yeah. that's what that some of the you know n- numbers guys, which is not me, I didn't get this, but you know I didn't put this together, but that's that's what's out there. So and I don't I'd be shocked if they cut BJ Hill, I, like mix it. I don't yeah. know, dude. Yeah, I don't know how you can when you're yeah deep. yeah exactly. I don't know how you can. That's I, yeah, that's, that would I'd just be shocked because we don't have anybody. He's literally all we have. On our defensive interior line, mix it. I I don't know. I could. I, I'm I'm fine if they keep him. I'm fine if they cut him. I think he's consistent. Um, they need to add to the room, but I, I could see it going either way. I don't see mixing restructuring and, and and taking even less money than he had last year. I don't see him doing that. 
Yeah, and that's why some people think the argument could be made that they keep him because he did the restructure last right. year and maybe this Loyalty. is part of the deal they made and said this, but we don't we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I, I want to win a Super Bowl and I'm not as concerned with a certain player's feelings. I mean, that's just my exactly. my personal opinion because I'd rather win the Super Bowl. Dusty, any thoughts on Mixon before we get into players yeah, and man. running back? I love Joe. I think I think the big thing with a lot of people is Joe's personality and the juice he brings to to the team. Team leader, um, team captain. Yeah. So with, with that, like, yes, I agree, keeping Joe. But if you could get a Marshawn Lloyd, um, let me see who Jalen Wright. If you can get one of those dudes in, it, I mean, restructure Joe, restructure him, keep him this year, have one of those dudes, and then next year go forward with them. And uh, and Chase Brown, I think that would be ideal for me. But I I don't want to see him go. But you know, it's one of the it's it's a business, as they all say. And if if you want to win, you got to make you got to make hard choices. You can't have too many feelings. And I was listening to somebody. I'm not going to say the podcast name, but I listened to him. They talked about Joe Mixon possibly not getting signed by another team. And I think I think that he would. Um, I think he would get picked up if we did. Paul Daner and them too, right? Call him out. We call everybody out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I like some of their takes, but I, I do think Joe Mixon would be picked up by another I, I team. I do too. Now, I agree. Now well, the I pay, picked up, yeah. Now the pay might be in half of what he's getting. That's the thing. $8 million, But uh, Well, we he, saw Dalvin he, Cook, right? And then Dalvin didn't hardly get, like, it, he signed late yeah. and didn't hardly get paid. And then he got cut and went you know because he wanted cut to go somewhere else because he wasn't getting touches so i think that's why they were in the same draft class things like that that maybe that thought would be out there but yeah yeah i agree with that and i remember last year we had a conversation i think it was on your show too about uh the joe mixon uh cutter cutter stay and it's just uh, everybody likes him i i don't think too many people have a reason not to like not to like joe and what he's done for the Bengals. um his ability not to fumble the football after Jeremy Hill's departure uh, has been very, very nice for us. Um, he's, he's reliable. He can make plays. He's made plays. Um, and he's been with us through the hard times and the good times, kind of like Tyler Boyd. But, you know, I'd rather win a Super Bowl. If if I won a Super Bowl with Jake Browning, I'd be just as happy as if I won one with Joe Burrow. And that might not be the best. People might not like that because everyone loves Joe, and I love Joe. I, that's all I was, you know, when we were winning last year. It's like get in the tournament and see what happens. I mean, yeah. look, look, I'm the jackpot Joey guy, and I would have been fine with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, I'm never going to be mad about winning. Yeah, the Super I know. Bowl. However, we win we'll it. Win. I don't care. I just want to win it. <laughs> and I think with with, with Mixon, back to your point, is I do think I do think he would get picked up, but he's. I, he would if they cut it. He would not get the same amount of money. I don't even think he would get even close to the same amount of money. I don't with the Bengals. I mean, I hate to say that, and that's nothing against Mixon. That's just positional way, value. It's I mean, positional take value. Barkley. I don't think he's going to get uh, the bag that that he deserves or thinks he he's going to get. I don't think he's going to get that big money contract this year. Positional value in the current market. It's similar with with tight end and and mm-hmm. um, Daniel Jeremiah. As we we'll get to tight ends, but you know. Daniel Jeremiah was talking about with Brock Bowers and you don't feel like teams might not feel like they're getting value. If you would draft a tight end in the top 10, he said, if you look at what you get on the free agent market, you're paying him as a top tight end right now. Like just cause well, that's what tight ends get paid. Mm-hmm. What you would pay him as a top 10 pick would be at the very top of the market for tight ends league wide. 
So you would be paying Brock Bowers like he's Travis Kelsey, and he's a rookie coming in that, you know, still got so, a trade. Now, he you, looks great, I, I'm just saying, but you could go on the free agent market and get somebody much cheaper. And then if you add a wide receiver, wide receiver, what top wide receivers are getting $20 million, You know what I mean? So you feel like you're getting your money's worth by drafting the guy based on the position. And that's why you take premium positions. Defensive end, corner, offensive tackle, you know, defensive end. That's, I think I already said that one. But wide receiver. That's why you. That's why you do that. You know, you take those premium positions. So you hear heard it here first on Bengals of Bruce. Dale Altman is predicting Brock Bowers, eighteen to the Cincinnati Bengals because nobody's going to draft him and pay him that much money except the Bengals. <laughs> well, that's that's where Daniel Jeremiah had him in his best right. recent mock. Yeah, but he, he literally he, he literally said. I don't see him getting here. I just thought this would be fun, and I wanted to put him in. He said, but I'd be. it's highly unlikely he gets but there. But there's always it, a chance. But I want trenches. Still. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Does it crack you up how many Bengals fans are like, oh, my God, we got to get Brock Bowers. I'm like, we need a right tackle. <laughs> we need interior defense alignment. That's what we need. I'm like, look, I, look, I, I, I this isn't ideal, but I'll be okay with going in with Drew Sample and, and Tanner Hudson. I think Tanner Hudson – could be a very good tight end and works very well in this offense. You know, I think Drew Sample is, is good at what Drew Sample does. I think we should add to the room, but yeah. if that cost us trenches this year, then I'm out. That's I don't, I don't know what you guys think. I, I mean, I, I'm similar. I, you know, I, I think that well, right now no one's under contract, but Hudson is going to be. He's going to be yeah. because they have his his rights. So. And uh, Charles here, he loves mixing, can be explosive, and need him block for Burrow, gets ran through. Yeah, he's not much as a blocker. Love loyalty to the team. Maybe it is time to cut ties. Yeah, and that's, none of our running backs are very good at blocking, to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be mad either way, but I do hope for the team's sake and trying to win a Super Bowl that if he's back, it's on a lower contract than eight and a half million cap hit this year because I want to add through free agency as much as awesome so that that's the reason that i hope he takes pick up but i can't promise he will who day to Lindsay? what's up Lindsay? yeah antoine agrees about the blocking um but yeah back to the draft guys um and just overall running back braylon allen is one i kind of want to see what he he weighs in as from wisconsin listed at 6'2 245 he was a little dinged up this year, so maybe he wasn't as explosive. But this kid was, as a true freshman, came in at Wisconsin and was, and was dominant. And he's just so such a big body. He's you. The immediate comparison is Derrick Henry, just size wise, you know. Big and boy. he's got pretty good cutting ability for a guy that size. And the biggest thing is he's only twenty years old right now, so he's super super young with tons of experience, massive frame. Uh, reliable hands, but hasn't ran a lot of uh, a lot of routes, and also hasn't really been targeted a ton. But when he has been, he's had decent hands. So I'm just just him at the combine in general. I want to see if he's healthy, if he looks explosive, you know, and drills what he runs at that size will be interesting. Because I mean, obviously, if he you know if if the guy at that size comes in and runs a four or five, even you're going holy shit. You know, this this guy is going to make himself some money. So that's one guy I'm looking at. So can I ask you a question, Dale? Where where, where do you see? I oh, I'll put it. This way. I don't see the Bengals drafting a running back till the price six round. Where are is, is that? Where you think, or or you think it might be sooner than that, or or just depends on who. 
It all depends on the mixing thing. You know, if it ends up just oh, being... Even this- if he's, if we keep mixing, we still need to add to the room no matter what. We need another one. Yeah, I mean, it, but if we keep mixing, then I think it could be a later, like a six-round guy. Oh, but I, I think if we got rid of mixing, then I think we're probably looking at potentially a third, fourth, fifth round, fifth round Chase Brown again. You know, just if somebody's there, that's damn good mm-hmm. because... You know, that, that's kind of the sweet spot, I think, for this draft again is those rounds. And maybe like a Dylan Johnson in one of those rounds from Washington who played dinged up but had good toughness, productive mm-hmm. season at Washington this year. So, uh, But I'll be curious to see what he runs because he doesn't look like he has the greatest speed. So, What about Isaiah Davis? Okay. Isaiah Davis, have you watched much of him, Dale? Yeah, I, I've watched some of him. Uh, small school, South Dakota State, which has like four, five, six prospects in this draft. Kind of crazy. They're the new North Dakota State of the SCS. Um, great size, six foot, 220. He was at the Senior Bowls, so those are official measurables. Um, good burst, vision. Uh, not bad yards after contact. The level of competition is always a question, just moving up. Didn't really dominate at the Senior Bowl, but didn't also look out of place necessarily either. So that was a good sign. Uh, doesn't have great top end speed and then hands are decent. So, but once yeah, again, I'm, what does he run? Right. We're talking yeah. combine. So, and I'm just thinking more of a late round dude. He's kind of a guy that's has been on my radar for that might be there around round six or something like Jeff was saying. Cause some of the, most of the dudes I have are going around three, three to five probably. Yeah, and I think that's a good name because he he's like Dylan Johnson, a little bigger backs, and I think maybe they want that. Although Chase Brown, I mean, he got a lot of carries, you know. He is a workhorse at Illinois, but I also think that he could – we saw the explosiveness with Brown and his ability to catch passes. So you can you could still add a power – I think you could go either way, honestly. Uh, running back talent and depth, you take the best player, in my opinion. I'm not worried so, about workhorse back or this, that, or the other. So the workhorse backs I have would be Marshawn Lloyd and Jalen Wright. But I also think Ray Davis. I know Ray Davis is your dude. I feel like Ray Davis could be a three-down back. I know he's shorter, but he's still – well, I haven't wrote down like 220. I think it's way, way in that. Uh, yeah. he, or what I saw was 220. So, I mean, he's he might be shorter, but he's got size. Um, I think he could be a three-down back, but – there's three dudes I really like, and I feel like they're probably going to be like third, fourth round picks that we're, we're going to have to decide on, or the Bengals will have to decide on what they want, I guess, at that point. Yeah, and I've kind of moved Davis down a little bit because, like, when I do my initial stuff, it, it's just tape. And then once you dig in and you look at the age and you look at the, you know, breakout age, all that stuff, that you injuries, you want to factor it in, so – I moved, I still like Davis. He didn't move round wise, but he moved from like early third round for me to like bottom of the third to the kind of you know top of the fourth is where I could see him going, just because he's gonna turn twenty five years old in November. That's yeah. that you can't ignore that age, yeah. but he's very good. I mean, he was like watching him on tape. I have him as one of my favorite running backs in the entire class, um, and he showed good hands at the Senior Bowl. Five eight two twenty. Like you were saying, Dusty. So I mean, just a freaking thickly built running back that has pretty good speed, good hands, good at everything. But once again, almost twenty five years old, it's just hard to do. Um, what about the kid uh, from Kentucky? Have you talked about him? 
That that's Ray Davis. Okay, that's it. All right, that, yeah, that, that's the one I I I like him in the uh, in uh, uh, I'm gonna mess his name up. Esteban, whatever from uh, Estime oh, from Notre Dame. Dame, Notre Dame yeah, I like I like I remember him. They I watched him. He caught my eye, and when they played, I think it was the first game of the year. They played over in, in uh, Ireland. And I'm like, dude, this dude, his legs are this freaking big. And yeah, he's got tree trunks for, yeah, for legs, like, man. That's like that's an NFL running back, dude. I like I like just watching him run. Yeah, so, I've got him as a third round guy. Also, uh, see what he weighs in, but and everything at the combine. But he's listed at 5'11", 227. So I mean, that's a, that's a big, thick dude. Mm-hmm. And if they're wanting, you know, that to have a guy like that, especially for short yardage, which I mean, he has shown a little bit of breakaway speed, but it's not. Not much. Elite speed. We'll see right. what he runs. You know. Yeah. Uh, so between Marshawn, uh, Marshawn Lloyd and Jalen Wright, they're, I'm, assu- I think they're the same size. I don't have wrote down what Marshawn Lloyd's size is. He he was uh, five nine two seventeen at the Senior Bowl. Two seventeen. So he's actually weighs a little more, and he's a surprisingly. Slightly, he slightly didn't look shorter. like that on film. Like he didn't look. Yeah, like I didn't weigh that much. I thought they were pretty comparable around 5'11", 210 is what I have wrote down for Jalen Wright. But uh, the both those dudes, I have very similar things wrote down, just uh, how hard they cut. It seems like when they, they cut, it looks smooth. It's like a clean cut. It's not yeah. They don't look off balance. Their balance looks looks good. Um, in Jalen Wright, I, I read some – I read that they had him clocked at 23 miles an hour in practice. Do you believe that? Uh, for Jalen Wright, I, I do because if you see that Georgia highlight that floats out there all the time, which, I mean, I've watched ta- multiple games on him, but that Georgia highlight where he just blows through everybody once he gets through the hole and has some space, he's just gone. No, Those That's, defensive backs couldn't come close to him. Yeah. I, I mean, when I watched him, like I said, he looked, he looked quick and uh, he looked fast. So I wrote down he looks like he moves faster with the ball in his hand. So when he gets the ball in his hands, he looks like he's just moving quicker than everybody else. Um, but, yeah, clocked at 23, that's that's moving, yeah. dude. That's, that's – And, and uh, that's – I know I was listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, I think it was the, C, the CBS guys with uh, Spillman, that Rick Spillman that used to be a GM, and they were talking about how uh, – Right, they think he'll come in in the four threes in the forty. So, and I mean, he plays like it. Like you see that on tape. So if he clocks a four three, he has the best chance to make a lot of money. He was supposed to be at the Senior Bowl, didn't end up going. Don't know what that was about. So I'm hoping he's there, and I'm hoping he runs, and I'm hoping because I want to see this that guy. Is, he's excited. At his size, man. Like it's not like he's one of them one ninety five backs. You right. know, he's he's two ten. Who knows? It could be two oh five at the combine. He might might lose a little weight to move a little quicker, but. That's still that's a fast, it's a fast guy. Yeah, I agree. And then Lloyd, I mean, like we talked about with him, he weighing in at two seventeen was super impressive because he's another guy, great speed, elusiveness, uh, good patience. Does have some ball security issues. Don't know how good he is as a blocker. ACL injury in two thousand twenty is kind of some of the things I have down for him. Didn't get a ton of yards was... after contact, but sorry, I thought I still think he was pretty shifty. I wrote down. On uh, stuff I watched this year that he that he was shifty and he plant, yeah. plants and goes cuts hard. Um, he's he's pretty big, but his feet his feet move choppy and quick. So for his size, and I didn't know he had an ACL issue in 
2020. So yeah, I'm, but I mean that's 2020, so there hasn't yeah. been issues since then. But I just always put stuff like that down in my notes, you know, because the medical. Who, who's the? I'm trying check. to think about about this. Brian brought this up on from Deep Fried Draft on my show this week, and you might know who talking talk about uh, Dale, the 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 running back who got. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to the to the uh, combine. Um, the running back who who got an ACL injury. I, I want to say from Tennessee this year. That was going to be a, a highly drafted uh, guy, and he's saying he still he still might he, he could see the Bengals taking a chance on him. And I can't I wish I could think of his what is name. it the Tennessee guy was Jalen Wright we were just talking about. No, uh, did he is he? But he there's the second this, one. This guy, well, this guy tore his ACL. I think was out for this year, and he was supposed to he's supposed to be in the draft this year, and he was supposed to be a high. This is running, running back. back. Yeah, uh, Jabari for, Small. Does that sound like the right name? Because that's what, their other running back that's in the that draft. Maybe class maybe that Tennessee. was it. I, I can't I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I was kind of I meant to well, ask you. You're talking bit. about Texas. Texas guy. He played Jonathan Brooks. Brooks. Jonathan Brooks, and he got injured, but it was later in the season. Maybe that was it. I mean, yeah, that's he it. had an ACL okay. injury later in the season. But okay, he, okay, yeah. He's only like twenty. It. Yeah, he's only had one career fumble. He was playing behind, obviously, Roshan Johnson. And uh, and he's coming out now. Bijan. Yeah. So, Jonathan Brooks. Uh, I, was I, got him, they, I got him right behind Benson for me. They're one and two. Even with so, I heard that the injury. Cowboys doctors did uh, did his uh, – one of the doctors that works for the Cowboys did his surgery. So, they've been uh, seeing him firsthand pretty well, I'm assuming, probably better than anybody else. Yeah, I, I like Brooks, but he's a guy. Him and uh, Benson, I didn't really talk about a lot on here because I think they're they're my two highest guys. I think if anyone goes in the second round, because I don't have any of them going into first, but if anybody go, goes in the second round, it'll be one of those two guys. If Will this both. be the first year that no running back, if if this happens, the running back went in the first round? No, Giovanni Bernard was the first running back off the board, I think, the year that we drafted him in the second. Really? Okay. Yeah, it, it happens. Like there's running back is another one of those positions, you know. Once again, right. the the positional value. Last year was just a little different. You had Bijan, who was supposed to be generational, and then Jameer Gibbs, who had he still a, a could great be. I, I think he he's on. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Like he's I'm good, not, but not could Bijan. Yeah, I, th- I still think he's going to be really good if they ever get if they have the right coach and stuff now. But, so yeah. what was Trey Brent Benson's uh, injury? What, I that just had. I need to look into that more. I just have injury history. He had multiple different injuries throughout the years. I think he had an injury in high school, and then he had an injury early in his career that kept him out. But I don't think it was an ACL, but I just wrote down injury history. A lot of them I'll have the specific information, but I don't have it on him. Yeah, I think Brooks would go crazy with us. That would be – yeah, oh yeah. I, I he's, he's damn good. And he's in that conversation for the top. I mean, I have those guys like you know, very closely rated. Lindsay's asking this isn't Bengals related, but this will be kind of for Jeff since he's our since big Bearcats fan. Is Ritter gonna be a backup quarterback anywhere? Assuming they that I, I think he might just I, be a backup in Atlanta. I, yeah, I think he's gonna be a backup in Atlanta. I don't see any reason why they would cut him. Even if they bring in Fields or somebody else, right? Like, yeah, he's on a rookie contract. So. Yeah, they, they, yeah, money wise, there's no reason to cut him. They they wouldn't gain anything. So yeah, I, I don't. I I think he's gonna be in Atlanta until he in battle whoever they bring in. You know, quote unquote battle. But if, he, if they bring in 
Kirk Cousins or or Fields. I don't I don't think he's he's gonna be he's gonna be I think he's gonna be the backup there. So unfortunately, he didn't play consistently enough to to take that job. But it is what it is. But yeah, uh, moving on because we have not hit very many positions. So why we hit running back for like twenty minutes? Yeah, we did, (laughs) and we might not even take one. Who knows? (laughs) Right, exactly. But, uh, But we covered it. We need like we need four hours on this show, but we can't do that. Jeff's got a shit. Uh, like, yeah, I th- well, we, we could talk for four hours. I'm pretty sure we could do that. Some, you know, we, we've done that before. Oh, we could easily do that. But <laughs> we've done that show. before. <laughs> you've got a show on 5:30. With well, we just we'll just roll it over into my show. We'll just keep talking there. Yeah, game on. You got to join here and just listen to us talk about the combine. Sorry, everything I was playing scrap. Uh-huh. So, wide receivers. Uh, I think we franchise tag T. Uh, that's where I'm at with it. I don't see us tag and trading. It's not something we've done. And they're not just going to let him leave for nothing. So would you yeah. agree that that's where we're at, at least with T? So oh, T, absolutely. Chase. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I don't think TB, we're signing him. But I don't think, still think we're drafting a wide receiver. I think I think running back. I think we drafted a running back before we drafted a wide receiver, to be honest. Because that's the reason we drafted Chuck Sizzle and Yoshivash last year. But I do think we, we will dra- draft one. But I think it's sixth. Seventh, eighth round, somewhere around there. See, I, I could see this being a third or fourth round pick for a slot really? wide receiver because me too. Chuck Sizzle me is too. Chuck Sizzle is an older prospect with know, injuries, and well, he played outside mostly at Purdue. He I'll didn't play, play in the slot. I could see us targeting a talented slot receiver, and there is a bunch of them. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I can see that, but like I keep saying here, uh, 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 is it depends on what we do in free agency. If they address the trenches enough in free agency, and it makes it so you know it's BPA, which is what I hope they do, then yes, I can definitely definitely see that. But if they don't, and you've got to get somebody in the uh, you know trenches trench wise, defensive or offensive line, second or first or second round, then yeah, I I, I would be surprised. But I don't want to hit the trenches in like the fourth round. You know, I would. Like I think you can get a more talented slot receiver than you're going to get a trench player when you get to like the fourth round. That's just my thoughts on it. Well, it, but and it, it's it, a good, really good. That's wide what I say. That's what I was going to say. Even as, as good as this, as this wide receiver class is, that that's where I'm like, there's more wide receivers in this class that you could get. You have a better shot of getting a better wide receiver in the in the fifth or sixth round than you do a yeah, trench it's guy. Just, it's, day, it's all day three, Jeff. Yeah. So fourth through sixth round, it's all day three. Yeah. But I will mention, you know, some names that we like. I'll let Dusty. What's up, Arrow? You come in to, for us to hear the highway? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was, I'm was. i finally going. I was going 35 miles an hour down 275, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to pop in here. And now I'm going 70 again. But You had He's a rolling. moment. You just wanted us to hear your voice. We can't see your face, which is what Very I really want. I, I miss your face. I told. I, I said we're gonna have to do a weekend show, but this guy he just doesn't like me. He doesn't talk to me on the weekends. He doesn't. <laughs> he's just like, oh, Man. family. I've got a family. <laughs> I want to go get a deep <laughs> tissue massage on my back and hurt for two weeks afterwards. I've got to get tattoos yeah. nonstop. <laughs> this man's changing his work schedule to keep working on his sleeve on his arm. What a got to do something, right? You're gonna. Saturday. You're just gonna end up like MGK and just get it all blacked out. Yeah. His whole Saturday. body is black ink. I, the 
that's what I'll have to do if the Bengals ever leave, you know. But yeah, what? <laughs> don't don't even say that. What's wrong with you? Just jinx no, it. I'm the only jinx reason it. I'm saying that is because somebody asked me. They were like, "What are you going to do if the Bengals leave?" I'm like, "I don't know." I'm not gonna have to worry about it because the Bengals not, aren't gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. You yeah. said fuck you, and you punched me. <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't ever say it. Ask that question again. <laughs> Grab the dick and twist. <laughs> but uh. But wide receivers, so I know, Dusty, you were looking into some of these. Tell me some of your favorite uh, slot wide receivers for, you know, potentially day three, maybe at the earliest third round, because I don't see us taking a wide receiver in the first two rounds. We have other positional needs, I think, for this year. Yeah, yeah. my my ideal situation would be first round, either right tackle. It, it kind of goes for both. Uh, trenches, rounds one and two. Round three, I would definitely be cool with taking a positional player. Uh, Ricky Purcell, does does he remind you Ricky of Chuck Purcell, a little bit? Yeah. Or Purcell, yeah. Does he remind you of Chuck a little bit? A little bit. I think he's got maybe a little more natural speed, but, yeah, he's a return guy. He's white. Iceman, <laughs> get back on here, damn it. You can't take your – what? Face off. That's you have to have else. your face on here. You and Dusty are the face <laughs> no, of the bullshit. Bullshit. You guys are the face of Bengals and Bruce. Yeah, no, the two guys that are the, uh, that don't have don't have the cameras are the faces of Bengals and Bruce. Nah, no one wants to see my fucking ugly ass face. <laughs> I do. What I... yeah. all I know is they haven't seen my face in I don't know how many months. Well, you came on after you shaved it. Yeah, yeah, we've seen your baby face. (laughs) Sorry, Dusty. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I'm just going to say, Ricky had some pretty cool – he had some nice catches. Um, What I had wrote down, he tracks the ball really well. Uh, He takes really good angles, so when he has the ball in his hands, he he looks like he has some speed, but he also uses his angles to his advantage. So when he's got a a CB coming across on him or – a safety trying to make it make an angle. He seems like he out angles them when he's got the ball in his hands. But uh, watching him, he really did remind me of uh, of Charlie Jones a little bit. On the yeah, I can see it for sure. Time. Yeah, um, but I just wanted I just wanted to see if you guys thought that that's a reason why I don't think he is exactly a target for the Bengals because I feel like we have we have that similar yeah. person there. You but, have Ricky Pearsall at home. Yeah. Um, so my two favorite targets, really there's three, one of them's your guys, but, um, it'd be Malachi, uh, Corley, just the dude, he, he's not as tall as what you would think he is. He's five eleven, but he's two ten, and he plays Poor super child. hard. Um, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's just <laughs> super hard. hard. Yeah, super, yeah. Real hard, bud. But he, that dude, uh, I like I like Malachi Corley a lot. Um, he's just strong. His ability to get up after the ball, uh, at the, just at the catch point, and then uh, Javon Baker. So he now does Javon Baker remind you a little bit of Jamar Chase? No, hell no. No, <laughs> I no? don't have him that good. I don't think he has no, nearly explosiveness. Not- now I have moved him up. Like I had him fifth round guy and, and I, I just had to, I like a lot of things about him so I have moved him up to like I, the late fourth or mid fourth round area but man I, I don't see Jamar Chase in. I'm like saying a, like a Tebow his, version of Jamar Chase I'm saying his traits some of his traits now yeah yeah like I'm not saying he's Jamar Chase by 
any means. But when you watch him, the way he catches the ball and he snags it, it just he catches it, uh, it with just pure strength. His his sideline catches. So the, like his the, his hand hand wise strong his, hands. His his yeah. hands and his footwork when he's coming down on the sideline. So in the end zone, I put uh, end zone footwork to get down in bounds. The same with the sideline and his speed after the catch and ball skills. And that kind of reminded me of Jamar a little bit. I'm not saying he's an exact replica of Jamar, but no. I see flashes of him that that resembled some of Jamar's play. Yeah, like if I, would... I were to go on DH Gate and order Jamar Chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's DH Gate, J- Jamar Chase. No, I, I don't mind DH Gate. So, shout out DH Gate sponsors. China sponsors. Yeah. Moving into the China market. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, big playability wise, yeah. Because uh, this year he had his uh, twenty-one. He averaged twenty-one point nine yards per catch. So the big playability is there. But he doesn't have the speed that Jamar has. He doesn't create near as much separation. He's not going to get you a bunch of yards after catch that Jamar can do. But, I mean, hands-wise and just making big play, he's very good down the field, has very good hands. There's a lot to like with him. And if anything, I would say, like, he could – I mean, I know he can play on the outside, but, man, to have him as a big-body fucking slot receiver slot. would be fun. Well, that's what I was saying, too. I, it, I wrote down he plays inside. I've seen a bunch of videos of right. him playing inside and outside. Right. So, he seems versatile to me in that – I don't know. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying What's he's Jamar Chase. What's his size? I think he is 6'1", 208. 6'1", 208. Yeah, he was at the Senior Bowl, so that's an official measurement. Yeah. And he had a good Senior Bowl week, you know. And he, he originally was at Alabama for two years, but didn't really do anything there and transferred. Had two very productive seasons at UCF. So could it be like a Larry Fitzgerald maybe? No, would you all stop with these high ass comparisons for a fourth round pick? What? Chill. <laughs> what? Like, we're we're talking fourth three. round, right? You're, you're comparing the two guys that are, are Hall of Famers. One said Jamar Chase, the other said Larry Fitzgerald. I'm like, that would be Listen, awesome. Not... Projected the fourth round pick. I don't think that's the way it's going to work. Maybe. All right, Listen, I'm not saying he's Jamar I, Chase. I'm saying his trait with certain things. Arrow said similar. Larry Fitzgerald. So yeah, we'll play with Arrow. We'll play, yeah, Arrow's a dumbass. We'll play with Arrow. I was just Arrow. trying to think of a. a well, all right. Hunter, Hunter says Randy, Randy Moss. So there. We'll just yeah. we'll we'll throw the greatest wide receivers out there. We'll just throw them all out. <laughs> he's a I'm mixture sorry. of Jamar Chase, Randy Moss, and Larry Fitzgerald. And he's going to we're going to draft him in the fourth round. Let's go. <laughs> I, I think he'd be hey, a steal. He could be the next Puka Nakua guy. You don't know. No, yeah, I think he'd be a steal in the fourth round. <laughs> he honestly could be the next Puka Nakua. I know Let's go with that because yeah, yeah. he could be a guy that goes in the third through fifth round. Let's go, like Puka in the fifth and just be a damn good player that produces a lot. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, a couple guys I like at slot Malik Washington, only 5'8, 192. But the dude is just damn good. And he had a very good uh, Shrine Bowl week. He wasn't invited to the Senior Bowl. He was invited to the Shrine Bowl. But uh, 
had almost 1,400 yards this season at Virginia. Pretty good uh, production at Northwestern, even though they're not known for throwing. He had like 500 yards, and then he had 700 and some yards. Then obviously blew up once he went to a team that threw the ball a little more, even without great quarterback play. Uh, explosive. He makes contested catches pretty well for a guy that's 5'8". I'm very – He plays bigger. Plays a lot bigger than that size. I, I really like him. Another guy that's a lot smaller, and I don't know if the Bengals would like because he's so small, but Jacob Cowing from Arizona, 5'8", only 165. That is super light. But, I mean, you saw Devontae Smith, right? He was more like six foot, 170 or whatever he was. It wasn't a lot. So, I'm not going to say he can't make it with that size. He's just – he constantly – I put frequent chain mover. If you need a first down, the guy creates separation. He gets open. He's awesome from the slot. So, Jacob Cowing from Arizona, I would love to land him in, like, the fourth round. That should be a T-shirt you guys make. You tell Porchop, frequent chain mover. Mm-hmm. I think, he, I think he, it, you, that we, you can make some money with that one. I mean, he just gets first downs, man. Yeah, that's and that's not a bad thing. That's no. not a bad thing. No, he, he's going to get open. If you need to play on third down, he's going to get open. Um. Those are my main ones. The one that could go, two that could go a little later, Jaquan Jackson from Tulane that played at the Senior Bowl. Never had high production, 5'9", 185. Has some return ability. He was a four-year starter, but he played at Tulane with Michael Pratt, who's probably going to get drafted in the mid-rounds, fourth round, third, fourth round at quarterback. But uh, 16-plus yards per catch, three straight seasons. So he's got great speed. He's the guy to keep an eye on for the later rounds. And then the last one is your guy, Dusty. I'll let you talk about him more. This might be more fifth round, sixth round even, Taj Washington from USC. Uh, the yeah. dude is produced, and he's damn good. He doesn't have big size, but he's quick. I hadn't watched him until Dusty told me about him, and I really liked what I saw from him. Yeah, so Taj Washington, he's – I mean, his routes are good. He's clean. He's – He's speedy. I'm interested to see how fast he actually is. If he's just super smooth, or if he's actually I'll be back. I'm gonna get a drink. Fast. Okay. Um, his ball tracking. I wrote really good ball tracking, but he's also quick in small spaces. So what I mean by that is when when he's got a group of defenders around him, he's able to make people miss and also uh, just make the most out of small areas. So that's that's what I really like about him. If you watch him on the sideline. He's kind of trapped. He's normally able to get out of it and pick up another three to five yards. Um, but yeah, I like I like Taj Washington. He's five nine, around one eighty. I think I think he's definitely a little underrated. Like for people doing mock drafts and see him in the seventh round or even falling undrafted, I I don't see that happening with him. But he did have a pretty good quarterback that's probably going to go number one overall. So. In, in that team with that quarterback could make him look a little better, but we got Joe Burrow, so yeah, I think. And, and I mean, I have Brendan Rice, who's Jerry Rice's son, as a higher prospect that went to USC. But Taj yeah. Washington was the go-to receiver this year. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he was smaller, he's still the go-to guy that produced more for that offense. So I, I, I like Taj Washington a lot. Um, if you got him in the fifth or sixth round, I wouldn't complain at all. I think he could – slide right into that slot role along with the other guys we mentioned. So Yeah, he's definitely – he's my late-round gem. So, if we don't get anybody up to that point, Taj Washington would be a guy I probably would not have a problem with maybe in the fifth round, honestly. 
Yeah. Other than his weight, his weight might be a little concerning, but his his speed in I mean he's high he high pointed some balls in his ball tracking just to be able, be able to make difficult uh, catches and track track the deep ball was pretty impressive to me. I mean, poor Chop woke up. He said hi on here, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. And here's one from Andrew that I missed a little earlier. If they address the right tackle in free agent, they need to address defensive tackle too uh-huh. if, to even consider this. But I do like Brian Thomas from LSU. And I do think he would be worth pick 18. It's close. Like, it wouldn't yeah. be a super reach. Great long speed, big playability. And I, would, I would say this, that I, I want two uh, defensive tackles in free agency mm-hmm. before we could do something like that. That's where I'm at. Cause, at minimum, if not three. Because yeah. right now, DJ Reader, Josh Tupo are both free agents, and Zach Carter didn't produce. That's three spots you need. Right. And look, Porkchop said, he, he called me out. LSU. i got to get on here. I heard someone LSU. Yeah, Brian Thomas. Dude, that dude's a badass, oh, man. Six foot four, four forty, runs a four forty. He's a good replacement just in case they had to tag and trade uh some superstar receiver on the team already. He'll fit right in on a rookie contract. If we get him in the first round, because he ain't gonna be there in the second. I'm not saying we should take him. I'm just saying if you get him on a rookie contract, that's five years to pair up with Jamar Chase. That's cheap. Yeah. And then looking at guys for the combine at tight end, so Tight end is one of those. I, I mean, obviously, Brock Bowers, what does he weigh in? Go ahead, Derek. I was just going to say, can I ask you guys a question real quick? No. If what What's one guy <laughs> said no. or maybe two guys that would make you – that would, if they fail to us in the second round, would make you seriously question going away from wanting to go trenches? So, are you talking like – so, you're talking receiver. wide receiver – Brian Thomas yeah. Jr., he's one of them, right? <laughs> yeah, he would be pretty yeah. high on that list for me as well. Um, Brian Thomas Jr., I mean, there's a lot of – Troy Franklin's another one, 6'3", only 187. But dude has great speed and length, hugely productive at Oregon. Like, if Troy Franklin fell to that pick, I'd be like, damn, man, you could be set again. Plus, you could use him this year as basically a deep threat with the two guys you had, so – if a Troy Franklin yeah. or a Brian Thomas Jr. and both of them, for what I just said, would apply, deep, you could use them this year as deep threats. In the second round, I would consider it because, you know, then you feel more comfortable letting T go and still having weapons for Joe Burrow. Would you consider yeah. Adonel uh, Mitchell, or I, don't, I might be saying his name wrong, but Mitchell yeah, from Texas? I think it's Adonai Mitchell, but A.D. Mitchell is what, you just call him A.D. Mitchell is what yeah. a lot of people would say. W- would you consider him, and also his, so he looks like he's pretty fast, but he also looks really smooth is one of the things I wrote He's down, a so. really good route runner. Yeah, so I'm curious to how fast he really is at the combine, right. if he's fast or if he's just really smooth. Um, but he seems like he separates and finds, finds some holes in the zone. Um, but he does go down on first contact often, from what I saw. Um, is he, he a guy you would target in the second if he was there? I don't think I'd target him. If he fell to the third, I'd be like, oh, shit, this guy's too good to pass up. But in the second, I don't think I'd target him. I think I would need a guy to fall for me to want them, like Brian Thomas and Troy Franklin. Right. Because I have them as first-round talents, and then they would fall to the second. 
I have A.D. Mitchell as a second-round talent. If it was the year where we didn't have T, then, yeah, I would target him in the second. But having T, I wouldn't. Did you guys see that picture of Brian Thomas in the uh, gas mask? (laughs) No. He he was in a gas mask smoking mad weed, man. Brian Thomas. Was he? All to the second round. Oh, yeah, he's blazing. Hey, he's probably setting it up. He wants to fall to the second round to the Bengals. He's doing that's the, the only. That's the only way. I, actually, I have a question. If the if that would happen, I don't think these guys would drop. I don't think. I don't think that's the same. I don't think the NFL looks at it as the same. Yeah, I don't think they give a fuck about. Yeah, I don't think they care anymore. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I, I, I think Tinsley kind of squashed all that. He was doing I meth. Him. Now we're getting him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that. Brian Thomas was not doing meth. I'm no. sorry. Don't, right. that don't, don't say that. This <laughs> is not nice to say. <laughs> also, another receiver, if he falls to the, the second round, that maybe we could pick up is Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If he falls yeah. to the second round, we should probably pick yeah. him up. Andrew Woods. Oh, look Marvin. at that. Andrew agrees. Yeah. Marvin Harrison does meth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Marvin he Harrison must, Jr. He must. To be specific. Not even senior. Dale just throw them all out there. You heard it here. Yeah. First. Yeah, he smokes mad meth. And he's a horrible person. Is that, is that what you do? You actually smoke meth? I don't even know. You kick my dog. He's got a list. He just he, he keeps a list of everybody's ass he kicks every day. And every day he, he decides to kick someone. And usually it's a toddler. Guys, we're almost an hour in, and we are just now to tight ends. This is a terrible combine preview. I mean, it's good. We've given out a lot of names, but we're clearly – Have you not watched any of our shows? We never stay on track. We always just you – know, well, I mean, no, honestly, we've, we've been on – Yeah, we've been on the rails pretty well. It's not too crazy. Pretty fairly on track. It just but, is, but pork chops here now, so who knows what's going to happen. Out. This motherfucker was off the rails already, Jeff. It's your fault this time. <laughs> yeah, I Trump came in to try to help here. out. Yeah, I just got here. This on you. Tell him, Dusty. It's on you, buddy. There you go. See, it's a fucking democracy around here, Jeff. Uh, you got voted. Damn. So tight ends. So we <laughs> already mentioned the Brock Bowers thing, you know, and the value of that that Darren and Jeremiah mentioned. And I don't think he gets 18. If he does, it's going to be a conversation, and maybe they take him, and you got a good player. But I want to spend a time. I'm, I'm curious to see what he weighs in at, right? Because he's not yeah. going to be – he's only like 6'3", and he could weigh in anywhere between 230 and 240. So he's not hes not a big tight end. But, I mean, he makes up for that with his explosiveness, speed, big playability, everything else that he does. I'm not saying – he's definitely tight end one and potentially worth pick 18. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, you know, it, I'll be interested to see kind of his measurables – and then what he tests like also. So if he weighs in at 6'3", 230, does he just test like an absolute freak for the tight end position and have a raz of like – and and the, the measurables were already hurt him for a tight end because that's part of the raz scores. Yeah. So, But does he still end up with a 9 or higher raz score with those measurables? Then that'll be impressive. So I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to that for Brock Bowers. Tavion Sanders kind of similar thing. Can I, can I ask you a question, oh. Dale? All right, but I think Brock Bowers is, the, my opinion, the only tight end that is probably going to go to first round. We might not see another one until the third round, probably, because this isn't a big, a deep tight end class. Sanders should go in the second. I have yeah. 
I have him as a high second round pick. Just sometimes he falls on those mock drafts. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because they still just, have him ranked high. He just falls in that. Well, I, somebody's going to take him. Well, Sanders curious, is good. I'm, yeah, he's, he's good. I'm with you. He's good. But I'm just saying with with the way the talent is with the tackles and the wide receivers, which are more premium positions, you know, that people hold higher than they do the tight end. That's that's kind of where I'm like, he, he could drop. Bengals of Bourbon is a fraud. Yeah, you are a fraud, man. Jeez, what the hell? Why the hell you spell my name with, with a G? Jeff Hobson. You're the new Jeff yeah. Hobson. You're the yeah, new Jeff Hobson. I guess. G off. That's G off. <laughs> All right, so any other tight ends that you're looking forward to, testing-wise, their hands, just see how they do it to combine. Dusty, you got anybody at Jaheim, tight end? That... Jaheim Bell. I want to see his size. Well, he, um, he was senior bowl guy, so... He was six, he one, his, six one two forty four. Okay, so he is smaller. I watched Cedar Bowl. There really wasn't any tight ends that really stood out that I saw anyway. I like Jared Wiley, who's six six two fifty three. Yeah, I like yeah. Derek. Six, like, six, yeah, I like the size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he so, moves pretty well for a guy that size, but he's gonna be twenty four. He's got the high cut frame. I'd say we're getting a lot of guys that are 24, 25 years old because of the. I think we're still. Are we? Are what are we gonna be ending the COVID? The COVID stuff. <laughs> like, what is that? I think this is the last year. Is this it? Okay. Yeah, good, good, Dusty. Like, Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Good. No, you're good. Uh, Dolan Holker is the other one from uh, from Colorado State. He was a guy that he won some awards. He looked really good. Uh, I know he's from a small school, but if you can pick him up in a later round, round five, six, um, I think I think he could. I think he could contribute. Especially in a empty tight end room, so uh, yeah. he's definitely a guy that I've been high on. That I kind of like. I understand uh, Jared Wiley; he's he's an exciting prospect. Um, but Jaheim Bell, I like I like his, uh, I guess his his ball skills and just I, I like him. That's that's a dude. Yeah, I don't he's know if a I good like athlete. Him. Like he got he yeah. was like the leading rusher at South Carolina before he transferred to. Florida State, they would literally play him at running back some and hand him the ball quite a bit. So impressive. Yeah, I don't know if I like him as high as what you know a third round dude or anything like that, but maybe round four, like he'd be round four or five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, you know what? Tell me more about uh, Sino. Is that how you say okay. it, or Sinod or not? Sinoco. Sinoco. Not ben Sinat, so it's I not... have him as like my third tight end. I have him behind Bowers and Sanders, wow. who are like separate tiers for themselves. So Bowers first round, Sanders second round. You know, Sinat is not a guy considered till the the third round at the earliest. And, and he's uh, got alignment versatility. He's a very solid, good hands, uh, decent movement skills, a decent blocker. There's a lot to like about him, and I yeah. do like agree with with Hunter and Chris that I like him, and I think he's going to be good. So, um, but I'm curious to see what he runs. Just overall athleticism in general, like his RAS score. Once he does all the, it, hopefully he does all the testing. Um, I thought maybe he'd stand out more at the Senior Bowl and make more yeah. plays. I mean, he had to play here or there, but he did. Once again, like like Jeff said, with everybody, there wasn't really anybody that stood out. A whole lot at the senior bowl at tight end, so we'll see. Now, what about our guy Cade Stover? Like, what what what's the reason for him falling? Because I I feel like he was early talks. I liked him, kind of the similar uh, tier as, as Wiley. 
and it seems like he's not getting as much love right now. He's not getting as much love, but I feel like we personally talked about him a lot. I I, I have him at tight end four. So I have Wiley at five now and him at four. I, I think he's – I mean, he produced at tight end in Ohio State. Never hardly produces at tight end. So he produced for two straight years with, uh, like, over 400 yards receiving, which is solid. Um, not super explosive, but a decent athlete. A willing blocker, he's not great at it. But decent size. Like I, I like Cade Sober. It, third, fourth round. You know, it's similar with a lot of these guys. There's, there's Bowers, there's Sanders, and then there's a bunch of other guys you would take. You know, preferably day three. Okay. To me. Are the Bengals in that mix? You think of taking one on day three? I think they were. I think they could be. Yeah, I mean, right now they have no one on the roster. Yeah. So there's it, a, it'd be interesting day three for the Bengals if they address the trenches in the first two days, which I, what I think they're going to do. But, you know, I thought they were going to draft tight end last year, and they didn't, so what do I know? They're not going to do shit, Jeff. We're all going to be sitting there fucking March 13th at 4 p.m. <laughs> looking at our fucking computers and our little Twitter accounts and waiting for fucking Ian Rappaport to give us a fucking clue, and not a, and it's going to be not a fucking thing. There's the cricket, cricket noise. I haven't heard it in a while. I missed it. <laughs> He's such a good That's what cricket it's going to be. March 13th, 4 p.m., Bengals. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Now, another one that'll be interesting because I want to see what he runs is Theo Johnson from Penn State. Penn State tight ends are pretty damn good. And he's 6'6", 257, so he's got the size. Uh, he's a former wide receiver, so he's got reliable hands. But the most production he ever had was 341 yards in any given season. Like, it's the most that he ever had. So the production just hasn't been there, and I don't know that he's overly explosive. So if, now if he tests out better, it's going to be a guy that – you know, could help his stock if he tests out better. But at least tape-wise, he doesn't seem like he's going to be a super athletic guy. But the RAS score for that guy will be interesting to me. Dusty, you got as any tight, tight ends besides the ones I feel like we've hit pretty much all? <laughs> yeah, Theo Johnson was literally the one I was about to ask you about yeah. just because he's an interesting prospect that a lot of people have fairly high. But his production is not quite there in my eyes, so – he was, he was somebody I was curious about, but you you just hit on him. Yeah. We're getting ready to get into all – like, I think we're going to have to two-part this. So, Dusty and Jeff, I don't know if you guys – well, the combine starts next week. So, I know, Dusty, you got to work all weekend, right? I do. Let's say it. I, I might Sunday. have to finish – well, I might have to finish up defensive player – did you say Sunday? Sunday night. Yeah. What are you asking? I don't think I'll we're going to even get to defense before the combines starts. <laughs> well, hey, so, we got an hour till my show starts, so, you know. Well, I know, but we still got all the offensive linemen <laughs> to go through here. So, Let, let's start on the offensive line. Let's at least try to get through the offense. Derek, I know you were saying something. What did you have, brother? Oh, it's all right. I was just going to say, since we were helmet scouting, what about Iowa? But we can we can pass that. Tight in you. Oh, Eric! Eric All, who transferred from Michigan, too. You're talking about there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he transferred to Iowa this year. wasn't bad. I like, I like him. I like AJ Barner too, who transferred to Michigan from Indiana. Transfer portal portal was wild, but yeah, I got both those guys as kind of you know fifth, sixth round type players. Um, players to keep an eye on. We'll talk about them more. You know, I'm sure at some if point. If they do anything. 
Yeah. Well, we'll probably do positions too and talk about more of these guys. So, but yeah, two names to keep an eye on, see how they test, right? Yeah. That's kind of more what this this episode's about. Offensive tackles. Someone asked me earlier, I think it was uh, my good buddy Crip Keeper. He asked if the Notre Dame offensive tackle was boner worthy. And I'm assuming he's talking about Joe Alt. He's going to be the first Blake, one off the board, Blake I think. Fisher. And Joe Alt is definitely boner-worthy. He's my yeah, number three overall player. He's going year. in the top five, I think. He should. He yeah. should. He, I, uh, and I think Dan Jeremiah and his mock took him to the Chargers at five. So Rashawn yeah. Slater at left tackle and said, just play him at right tackle. Then if you don't extend Rashawn Slater, which, you know, you probably wouldn't at that point, you move Joe Alt to left. And you got him for years, or you got both of them to protect Herbert for years. That that's where I, I that's the team. I don't think Brock Bowers is getting passed. I think Chargers are going to take Brock Bowers. That's I don't know, man. You're talking you're talking about a guy who likes offensive line and running the ball and Jim Harbaugh, though. Yeah, but dude, yeah. if you put him in that offense, dude, I mean, maybe he's I'm good still, as. Okay, there. I'm still saying Brock Bowers goes to Indy, but I can see that too. Yeah. Or New York. New York needs an offensive lineman. Yeah, too. yeah, the, the, yeah. The Jets, yeah, they need offensive linemen. No, no, I'm Man. talking about the Giants. Oh, the Giants. Oh, no, they still need an offensive line. There, theirs wasn't all that great. They need a lot. <laughs> the but, uh, most of the offensive line, it's not going to be like the skill positions for the combine, right? We see that stuff with tape, and we see it with the Senior Bowl. It's just going to be like height, weight measurements, this, that, and the other with them. I don't. The on-field drills isn't going to really tell you much. The tape is. Kind of king with offensive linemen, but just yeah. an offensive tackle I want to see because, well, two of them, Tyler Guyton and Amarius Mims. Because they're supposed to test really well. They're they're huge. Guyton was at the Senior Bowl, so he's 6'7", 328. And then Mims wasn't at the Senior Bowl, but he's listed at 6'7", 340. I just want to see Mims healthy and out there doing the drills yeah. and mm-hmm. the testing and see how he tests is it Mims or Guyton the only played like seven or eight games? That that is Mims from no, Georgia. Mims. He started right. started eight games. That's the biggest knock on him, right? Right, because he didn't play. Yeah. Yep. All right. I, the, from the senior ball, I, I like I cannot remember his name, uh, but the uh, right tackle from uh, Oklahoma. Um, that was Guyton. Guyton, Guyton yes, Guyton, yes. That's seven three twenty eight. Yeah, he he caught my eye. I watched a lot of the senior. I was able to watch a lot of that one. Well, most of the pra- I didn't really watch the game a lot, but I watched the practices and stuff, the one-on-one drills. I thought he looked really, I thought he looked really good. And then we'd have an Oklahoma on the right and Oklahoma on the yeah. left. Well, who yeah. was the other one? Uh, someone in free agency, last name Brown, right? Yeah, Trent Brown. Trent, with that Trent Brown. Well, Trent we could either have Oklahoma on the bookends, or we could have the Browns on the bookends, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm good with either one. Huh? Yeah, be honest. Uh, if we take right tackle and the one, I I think Fuaga probably goes, but Fuaga's in the conversation. Play right he tackle. might he might get the eighteen. He might. He's the one that that's. I don't know. Maybe, but I, like he's one I could see gone. And then it comes down to J.C. Latham, who could also be gone from Alabama at right tackle. And then Guyton and Mims though are the more likely two players to be there at eighteen. The There's going to be somebody there that's that's worth yeah, drafting my, eighteen. There's my favorite right tackle, which I hope falls, is Jerzon Newton. Yeah, uh, they're probably not going to take him. Uh, that's why if we if we if we took Mike Onwenu 
That's me and Jeff was talking about this before the show. I think that's and we said he's going to be our right tackle from the Patriots in free agency. Then I could see us passing on right tackle. Yeah. But if we take a Luminor or Trent Brown and it's a one year deal for either of them, or draft, yeah. I still think we're going to draft a right tackle. You have, well, you, you, ha- you almost have to because you still don't have your future right tackle. So I mean that's yeah exactly. And, and, so, but I'm okay with that because I I, I, I rather you know. I'm I'm worried about having no matter how good these rookies are, they're still rookies. Having a rookie on uh, protecting Joe. I just and, sorry, and, I, I had to mute you, Derek. That was I don't know what the hell was going on. And just with our non-development of offensive linemen, I know you know Volson, but you know he's you can say what, what you want about Volson. I, I think he's doing good, but he you know we still he improved. Really, the he improved. Half. He's yeah. improved. He's improved. And I'm not this is not Volson's shade. He's really the only one that we've developed in the last couple of years. I mean, General Williams, but he never hit for as high as he, and I'm a big General Williams guy, but as high as he was drafted, he never was as good as we thought he was going to be. He was never an all pro. He left tackle, you know, he was never that good. He's still a good right, uh, tackle. But that, anyway, my point is that's why I would, I'm hoping we sign a right tackle and we draft one. That's just where I'm at. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Protect yeah. Joe, right? Protect Joe. Protect Joe. And, and then go, then go get some guys in, in the, uh, defensive interior line in the second, third round is what I'm hoping. Dale, Chop, if we uh, if we get Trent Brown in free agency, are you guys going to get a matching tattoo? No, I don't have any tattoos. I'm not getting that tattoo, but you can. <laughs> You're the tattoo guy. You can get that. <laughs> Derek will schedule tattoo. a day off of work for that shit. <laughs> and if anyone don't know what we're talking about, Trent Brown has a tattoo on his arm that is him with a football helmet on, and it's with two women. Oh, Trip Brown. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying Derek had that on there. I got it. No, no, but Derek's going to get it on yeah, his stomach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll get that <laughs> tattoo on his stomach. No, you. and if you want to see Derek's tattoos, you can go to his Twitter page and watch him get about butt-ass naked into that cold tub every day. <laughs> what? Why? why? put it on multiple platforms. Why are you everyone doing... to see that. Yeah, why are you doing that again? Because I... he fucking works out all the time, Jeff. He's into that bodybuilding shit. Yeah, look how sexy he is. Yeah, he look at that motherfucker. When we go down to lot one, you know, he's not doing anything but a thong. I must have been drinking been, too much because it doesn't look like he looks any different than he did last time I saw him with the shirt. I've been doing them 12-ounce curls, man. Yeah. Hey, the, one the thing t- that Derek taught t- me, though, t- is t- a cold t- tub will make you deaf. <laughs> when he gets in that cold yeah. tub, whoever's shooting the video is like, Dad, you okay? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, Dad, that was, are you all right? That was Sarah. That was Sarah. She, was, she was kept jabbing at me, trying to get me to talk, and I just, the only thing I could think of was, God, this is cold. Dude, is it not the worst? No, oh, shit, it's a cold, cold tub. It's a cold tub, right. <laughs> Duh. Sarah's on there. Honey, you okay? <laughs> he pops out. Bro, he's got the turtle head. the worst feeling. I'm a nurse, the- man, so I started worrying about fucking Derek's oxygen level, the way he was breathing. I'm like, God damn, Derek, you're going <laughs> to gotta take some good. And then he started taking deep breaths. <laughs> this is a good reenactment right now. I know, pretty good at <laughs> it. Except for it was in my nose and not my mouth. Yeah. Not all of it. Sometimes I put no, it in not your mouth. All of it. But uh, Chris said, for some reason, he's scared of Latham. Well, yeah, I feel the same way, reasons. though. I think he's good, but Alabama tackles the track record lately, and you, you try not to scout the helmet, yeah. do this and that. But I remember it, a couple years ago, I was big on Leatherwood. That didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, there's been a ton of them, you know, mm-hmm. and they just – haven't necessarily panned out in the NFL, so that's a concern. I mean, it has to at least cross your mind. 
And then also, like, I posted some clips on Twitter of him where he just flat out misses, you know, he misses the, the block or he gets out over in front of his body and overextends and gets off balance. That's it. We, we don't want, we, we want to draft somebody who, who, who doesn't have any of those problems. <laughs> we want somebody but he's a mauler. Like, he's yeah, a mauler but... and a mauler in the run game. And when he gets a hold of somebody, it's over, you know. But he doesn't always get a hold of them. Do you think he's got shorter arms? The way he reaches? I don't know. We're about to find out Phyllis at the combo. Mom, Phyllis Trenopole, or one other? Phyllis. <laughs> hey, you know what's going to happen is that pick 18, I think we're probably going to get a right tackle. And I'm going to be okay with it, but you're going to see all those shiny toys still hanging up on the shelf. And we're going to take that solid right tackle, which is what we need. Man, it would sure be nice to have something on defense that would just fucking get after the quarterback, you know. There's going to be yeah, a lot I don't of think that's a shiny toy, you know. That's trenches to me. Yeah, you but Terzon Newton, man, that motherfucker's a shiny-ass toy. He's got damn Porter. fucking triple chrome. Chop, I'm with you. I love I love a pass rush. If you can get somebody, that interior, that Geno Atkins mold, man, that is that to me is a shiny toy. That is explosive, and it's fun to see. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get what you guys are saying. Shit, it get me rock hard. Yes. Jerzon Newton. Johnny Newton put him in the boner oh, list. God. Boner list. Do you hear that? Chris? Yes. Put him on the boner list. He can get right on that fucking eggplant. But, yeah. I mean, Mims, Guyton, Latham, those are the guys I'm watching because I think if we take a tackle. Now, there's some there's some mid-round guys that I like. Uh, Roger Rosengarten, I think. Thir- these are third-round guys. Because I don't love what would be in the second round. I don't really have a guy that would be like, oh, I'll take him in the second. If we don't take one in the first, I, I'd rather wait until the third. Because I think Roger like Rosengarten. Huh? How you feel about Blake Fisher? He's he's one. He's right after Rosengarten. So yeah. he's another one of my third round right tackle guys. Matt Gonsalves from Pittsburgh. I was like, gone calves. And I heard someone say, Gonzalez, and I was like, wait, that makes way more sense. I need to throw <laughs> yeah. my head. You <laughs> know? Tight. <laughs> and then Delmar Glaze, who's who's played both at Maryland. So all four of those guys that have a third-round guys, they're my four third-round tackles, and they're all right, right tackle ability in the NFL. So if we don't take one in the first, I hope we wait till the third for a right tackle. And in that scenario, I also hope we brought in a guy for at least a one-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be but scared. You're talking about a, a man with the last name Glaze? Yeah. He definitely should be on Bengals right. and Brews. That, he, he he should definitely be on, on this podcast. Yeah. You guys have fun with that, with that name. I'm a bit, I'm a big fan of those four players. If we don't take one in the first and like the third round, I don't want to do, what we did with Jackson Carmen, though, and right. I don't want to just yeah. draft one of those guys mm-hmm. that have a third round evaluation in the second round because that's what I had on Carmen. Yeah, third round he yeah. needs to develop, and then they tried to move him to guard and fit him in, didn't work out. And you know, I still think if they just would have kept him at tackle and developed him for a year, he might have panned out better. Yeah. So I, I don't want to make that mistake again. So what about JPJ? So if like Guyton's there, would you take the number one rated uh, center and then move move Ted to left guard? 
If we because I feel like right tackle, I feel like yes. that would be a really good possibility. Like JPJ's there, the highest rated dudes, uh, uh, Guyton move by. Yeah, if we, if we sign a right tackle, yeah, I'm down for it. Definitely. Let me ask you this though: Do you think he's there? In the, I don't think he's there in the second round. For us, he's talking about the first. He's, he's talking, talking about, about the first round. Talking about first round. Oh, you're yeah, talking about the first round to take him in the yeah. first round. Yeah. I won't be mad. I won't be mad about it. But we better get a right tackle if we're going to put someone on the on the well, line. Well, that's the thing is, if we sign here's a scenario that I think if we sign a right tackle for a one year deal, you you draft uh, JP JPJ at uh, Jackson then, Powers Johnson for yeah, anyone who Powers Johnson. Know who and then about. like Dale said, Powers Johnson. That's a T-shirt. And then like Dale said, third, fourth round. Then you Powerful get, get your your future right tackle, hopefully. That's kind of where I could see that working out. Also, isn't Ted Karras is in his last okay, year on his so contract, you, isn't you it? Move. Yep. Going into it, yes. Yes. And also Alex Kappa. No, he's got one more year. Does he? Yep. Well, I'm just saying, man, uh, JPJ yeah. can play that all that's that, why you, that whole what, interior. And that's where, where the Bengals do that. They draft for the future. I mean, that's the reason they draft Yoshi Voss and Chuck Sizzle. I mean, the I, I personally I, feel like a – Well, even Dax Hill, if you're looking right. as far yeah. as, like, you know, mm-hmm. but but we're higher. We were at thirty-one. So, so you move, mm-hmm. you move, Ted Karras to left guard. Jack, Jackson Powers Johnson can play guard. Year, also, I can't hardly say his name. And then, do you do you say okay, Cordell Volson, we're gonna we're gonna work with you at right tackle? No, he's on the bench. He'll be your guard next year. Yeah, he's I mean, bench. It's, it's he's well, bench. I know, it's, I know it's he's depth. on the bench. It's, but. that's the thing, right there. It's depth. What we don't have. No, I, I know what had. you're saying, Derek. Uh, and yes, he he played tackle, you know, in college. So if you think, and he got snaps at center, so you're kind of yeah. you kind of it would slide Volson to the role Cody Ford filled for the Bengals yeah. this year, where he's kind of the first guy in. Right. Um, yeah, I would be if he wasn't going to be the starter because you added Jackson Powers Johnson to play guard or to play center and move Ted to guard. Either way, you wanted to do it, you could. Um, I feel like honestly, it's an ugly pick, but I'd like it. I think I'd like it. I, I would too, and I think a lot of fans would lose their fucking shit. Yes, because I'd like go, it. what the hell? That's true, but I think that when he got on the field, they would not lose their shit because that yeah, fucking no. dude is a beast. Yeah, six He's three. A beast. Think, he just plays at a position three, that like three, the interior. People just don't respect the interior of the offensive line as much as they do like the, uh, you know, the tackles. And the thing is, Chop, we we gotta get we gotta get more athletic on this offensive line. Period. And he is athletic. And he is the least athletic mm-hmm. offensive line in the league. Yes. And if you put him, I mean, I love Ted Karras. It's not Ted Karras shade, but I mean, if you if he's there, I'm I'm I might be running to the to the to the. Well, you know, if the dude comes in too, and also if he competes for left guard and he plays uh, competes with Cordell Volson and Ted yeah. Karras has finished out his last yeah. year it's under center. Too. Right. Where uh, JPJ learns on Maybe you say Ted knows the protections right, and right. the comfortability, yep. you know, snapping the ball. Yeah. So you let him do it for this year. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. you let Jackson Powers Johnson play left guard. He started at center this one year. He just now turned 21 years old. So he's a young guy, too. Um, but position versatility, because he played 400 snaps the year before, even though he's a one year full time starter at center. He played 400 snaps the year before at Oregon. And he has played in games everywhere but left tackle. He's played right tackle and both guard positions. So Jackson Powers Johnson, you don't have to just say he's a center only. Right. He's well, hell, played he, hell, he, if he yeah. does good, he could be the right tackle. I mean, do you think who, who that, knows? that he's the kind of center that you could compare, like that he'll be remembered like Jason Kelsey and Jeff Saturday? 
Is that that the type of center you think? He'll I think end so. Up being? As athletic as he is, yeah, yeah, he looks like the best center prospect, and, best and, center prospect coming out since at least Frank Ragnow off the yeah, top of my head. And, and, his, and his, I think he, he has his, more potential than Frank Ragnow. I'll say his I mean, anchor. I won't be mad at the pick. No, I'm protecting say his, Joe. I'm not going to get mad at. I'm saying his anchor. No. He, he puts his feet in the ground. He, he doesn't. He doesn't get pushed back too much. So I mean, it's. There, I I saw a lot of him, and I, I was impressed with all of it. I don't I don't think he's going to be there at eighteen, but if he is, that's got to be a conversation of, of to to go get him. You, I do now, think he's going to be there at eighteen. I do think he'll be there at eighteen too. I think. So my point of this from the start of the conversation to circle back was: if he is there, if it's between him and Tyler Guyton, would you move back? let's say five picks would you move back five picks and gamble to get jpj or is, is uh, mims also on the board because let's say mims is also on the board too i mean if mims is on the board that makes it tough because i think i think uh there's going to be a lot of interest in having him but my well, fear i'm saying guyton guyton and mims and jackson powers johnson's on the board all three of them at pick 18 I'm they're moving, on the board i'm moving back yeah, I'm moving back. If, if all three of them are there, yeah, I'm, I'm moving back because you're most likely to get Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, no more than five. Well. five. Five's the most. That would be the most I would move back. And hopefully, you're and that, that could actually that. go for if they don't sign a right tackle at all and they're just looking at a right tackle, do they move back five picks if, Guy, let's say, Latham, Guyton, and Mims are all on the board? Do they try to move back five spots or so? There's because there's three there's guys that the, if they felt comfortable enough with yeah. all three guys. Plus, I'll give another name: Kingsley uh, Suamatoa Suamatea from BYU is a guy I have rated like right there with Mims. I have him basically. Yeah, if you can, if you can move back five spots and then get a a early second round pick. And you're, you're guaranteed you get one of those, any of those guys we just talked about in, at 18. Or a third round. Or you move or back third, and you get a third or, round. Yeah, That's... Or a third round. Well, you know, high second or high third, then, yeah, I, I would do it. Because there's if all those guys are still there, you're almost guaranteed to get one of them at, at five. And, and Hunter says just take the best player on the board. And, and you know what? You're not wrong because yeah. sometimes nope. you look at the trade downs right. that the Bengals make and the players they end up passing on. But I'm just saying, like, when they took Jackson Carmen, they were always going to take Jackson Carmen. They added, you know, two picks that didn't necessarily end up being what we hoped and Tyler Shelvin and Deontay Smith. But we they did, did also add, add did, did they get Shooter out of that one too? Or was that? The yeah, one? they got him in the fifth. And maybe they would have used, you know, yeah. if they would have so. used one of those fourths on McPherson, mm-hmm. then you would look at it different. Yeah. Yeah. Another My name I'll mention, because is- it could be a similar conversation, is Zach Frazier. I only want to mention that because Mon was in here and he mentioned that name. You could say the same thing about Zach Frazier. I know Daniel Jeremiah's mock, he had him going in the first round to the Lions. And he was saying, play him at guard because they don't have any guards and keep Ragnow at center for them. You could say the same thing we just said about Jackson Powers Johnson. If Zach Frazier fell, I wouldn't take him at 18. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is if Zach Frazier's there in the second round from West Virginia, he's your long-term center. But you could play him at left guard for a year, you know, move Volson to that, you know, premier backup spot. So you've got depth. Do you think you have this. to take him there, or you think he'd be there in the third? Because I, I think, I think he's I mean, second. Yeah. I mean, Jeremiah had him going in the first. You know what I mean? And and his mocks, yeah. I pay attention to 
because he does his mocks based on what he hears. He's a former, you know, scout with the Ravens. So oh. he's pretty plugged in NFL network. Like when he does a mock draft, I pay attention to what the guy says. I just feel like if, so, if we did take him in the second round, it would be one of them. Like, I don't know. I don't know how excited I'd be. I'd, I'd have to see right. it. And then, which a lot of fans would be pissed about Jackson powers, Johnson. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? In yeah. the first round, we're saying, I just don't think I'd be, I don't think I'd be upset with that. You have two veterans to the left and right. And then whatever you put in on a right guard or right tackle there, I, I feel like he could solidify that line. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm higher than a lot of people, which I'm assuming I am because I don't think a lot of people would want center at 18. But I just think that dude could really do a lot for this offensive line. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you I at all. Disagree. No, I, yeah. I, I think, think it's, it's a great conversation, honestly. I think center is more important than people actually give it credit for. I mean, that, that's the anchor. That's the guy who calls the the uh, the the pass uh, the blocking scheme out and everything. That's he's more important than I think people give him credit. Give, give him credit for it. To be Fuck it. Well, JPJ at eighteen. <laughs> well, Jeff mentioned him off air, and thus you weren't even part of that conversation. You mm-hmm. brought this up, and Jeff brought the same thing up off air. So it's pretty yep. cool that that's why yeah. I like having people on yeah. with you know a different perspective and questions because well, then it's like, yeah, he is that good. I have him rated mm-hmm. right around you know the 18th overall best player or so on the board. I don't know exactly, but it's it's close to that. So a lot of talks that I've seen is that in uh, in his offense, he was the one calling out a lot of the protections, and so his IQ is super high. So I think there's going to be GMs and uh, coaches are going to fall in love with him just because his IQ. Not and not only what he did on the field, so I think that that makes a big difference. It makes Joe Burrow's oh, job yeah. a little easier, and Joe's already got a super huge like his IQ, NFL IQ is uh, reading defenses is impressive. So you you tie in somebody like that, and you have Ted Karras, like that that makes that offensive line a lot smoother when you're seeing when you're all on the same page seeing stuff and you get that extra set of eyes. So that's my thought. Just, just think about this. This is this, me, me and Dan were talking about off air. If we take uh, JPJ at 18, Brian Bosinger, I can't think of it. He's been on, on here. Bosarge. Bosarge. Thank you. Uh, he's been on here and he was on my show last week. And he was, he was saying that there, there could be a good enough right tackle at 40 in the second round for the Bengals to, to draft. So, that, I mean, that, that's the one thing you, if, just think about this. If the Bengals can draft their future center and their future right tackle in the same draft and they both hit, that's huge. And then you can yeah. go fill the trenches with free agents. You know, you could go sign three uh, interior defense linemen. Or you go pick up one, maybe the third. I don't know. It's get, it gets a little dicey then. But Hey, this is what I'm saying. Let's just take care of free agency so we can go best player available no matter what. That's what, I, that, that's what there you John, go. Me, me and Dale were talking about this off the air again. That's exactly what I hope they do. I hope they address – Everything in free agency, like they like they did in twenty twenty one. You know, they got so many yeah. guys. They got Hilton. They got uh, Trey Henderson. They got Cheeto. They got all these guys that were. And I hate saying lower tiered players because they've been great players for us, but not the top guys. And they came in and they filled spots. That's what I think that the Bengals are going to do this year. Is they're going to fill their spots with free agents, and then they're going to go and draft you know best player available, which is what the Bengals do a lot of times. So I'm yeah. just going to toss this one out there too. So. It, Justin uh, Matabuke, I'm, I'm sure I said his name wrong, for the Ravens. He, I mean, he's going to demand a lot of money, so I can be like 20 mil. But would you be willing to spend that type of money for 
a dude that you think could put up 10 to 13. I mean, he put up 13 sacks last year, but a guy, let's just say he puts up 10 sacks on the interior this year. I almost would, but it's it just going to be a hard hit with 20 million for him and a 21 for, for T that's 40 million for two, two players. There's that's, your salary cap and, right. and all the other holes you don't get to fill. Yeah. So that, that that's the problem, you know, is because T you're t- they're tagging T and that's, I think it's, like I said, 20, 21 million. And that's, but would I be happy that we had Justin Matabuke on the Bengals? Right. Yes. Right. But that, yeah. that's where it comes back to, to what the guys on, on, on Hit That Podcast uh, Prow were talking about is if you cut Mixon and you cut BJ Hill, then there's the money yeah, I, for T well, and then there's the money for Abuke. So I don't think you can cut Hill. My, that would be my pairing, just like when we had uh, <laughs> Larry O. So you have, you have that Larry O style. Uh, oh, you're saying because of the, of the, of the depth, they can't cut him. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and but he's this dude is younger. I think he's twenty six years old, and uh, he, I mean, he's got his upside. So he's coming into his prime. That's that's what I think of. Like, dude's coming into his prime. He's got the best ball in front of him. And what have we lacked the past couple seasons? That interior rush. When honestly, I think we win the Super Bowl if Larry Obenjobi doesn't get hurt. If Larry O doesn't well, get hurt, you, I think there's a on. really if you take if you if I'm not saying do this, but if you cut Mixon and you cut BJ Hill, you take that money and there's T. So then you take the money you are going to give T and you give it to uh, Matabuke. You still have money to sign interior guys. Well, still, well, here's my thought with that. Yes, you because you you still need to sign DJ Reader. Yes, or Which, Trevor Stewart or somebody yeah. for that nose tackle. And DJ is going to be cheap or cheaper because he got hurt. My, my right. thought with yeah. if you were going to take Matabuke, and you know if you're going to add him, then maybe you do consider cutting BJ Hill. And I never thought I would say this coming into this right. show, <laughs> but just thinking about it, mm-hmm. then if you can get Sheldon Rankins for three million dollars a year, I think you still would Matabuke and Sheldon Rankins mm-hmm. as the pass rushers, and you you know I think you save what eight eight and a half million or something something like that. Yeah, if BJ Hill is cut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean it, it would be under consideration if you got Matabuke because there's your starter instead of BJ Hill. I right. don't want to pay a backup defensive tackle eight and a half million. No, at that right. point, that would be that's the, the reason to. That would be my only reason to cut BJ Hill. Would be right. in the scenario you added a better player to start over mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. as a pass rusher like a Matabuke or a Chris Jones, then. You bring in a Sheldon Rankins to be the backup mm-hmm. because I don't trust Zach Carter to be the backup. No. no, and I don't think the Bengals would pay a backup defensive tackle like BJ Hill eight and a half million for this season. If I they think did, they, they would have signed Larry O. <laughs> or or so BJ would. That is the scenario. That is basically the one scenario where I cut BJ Hill. Yeah, yeah, and this is like this is not BJ Hill hate. It's not Joe. It's just talking numbers, and I'm like this. This this is the way that that would work. That you could do it, and you still have money left over to go get the backup guy, you know. To and that would make your and it's all about making your interior defense line and that better. And that's also with signing DJ Reader because DJ is probably going to get the vet minimum or or a low, you know some low number because he's coming back from a second quad injury. I don't think we're going to sign DJ Reader at the beginning of the season because he's going to still be hurt. Yeah, that's you're going to have to though. We, Somebody will sign him. I just, just bet as a they leader. don't. 
That's well, that's, that's the thing is we don't know when DJ is going to be ready and what version of DJ we're going to get. And I love DJ Reader. I mean, I was big on wanting to sign him, but since this has happened, it's stuff you got to consider. Yeah. And, and coming off an injury, uh, especially D tackles usually take a season to get back. To I'm a stranger here. It's wet. But are you taking him in the first thing? If you don't nope. sign anybody at nose tackle, you almost would have to take Depends. sweat at 18. There's no mm-hmm. guarantees just right fall to the second round. It, you gotta go from 18 well, we to got 40. nine picks. So yeah, but 18 hey, to 40 fellas, is a, listen, a lot I, of picks. I apologize. I come in late, but I gotta go because I gotta get showered up for work. Uh, I understand. But I'm gonna keep listening, so make it because you guys gotta do the whole D while I'm in the shower, right? Yeah. Why the hell did yeah, the I, who I, the Chiefs did have Tommy Townsend. One of the best hunters in the NFL. Love you guys. Why the fuck did they? Are they that tight on money? So we wouldn't get them? (laughs) No, fuck. Give me Tommy Townsend. I was hoping we would have signed him last year when he was on the market and the Chiefs extended him. Well, and then they brought in the punt guy. That is, I don't know. I think that's Yeah, I didn't even think about that part of it, Ronald. So somebody mentioned earlier that they signed him, but I didn't even think about the fact Tommy Townsend's already there. But mm-hmm. give me him. They need to yeah. release him. Maybe you got to wait. Maybe you say Brad Robbins is good, but then Townsend gets cut. <laughs> Go grab That's him. That's <laughs> final cuts, you know, if, right. if Ariza outplays him. But, yeah, you, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I kind of tongue-in-cheek that the Chiefs picked up the punk god, so we wouldn't, but you got to think that, that that's got to be in the back of their mind. To, they know we we uh, we might have a, a punny competition, and he's out there, and she's like, oh, we'll just take him, so give him a shot, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you need to figure out your punting situation. You never right. know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, so we got through offense for combine stuff. You know, try to add defense in it at some point. So, some point. Yeah. You want you want to just do, do a, a part two for this? We can tackle defense next week. Well, we can't do it next week. That's when the damn combine starts. Sure, you guys do it before. Just do it like you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. Combine starts Thursday, or right? Yeah, Thursday. Well, me- measurements start I think earlier in the week, but yeah, ah. on the on-field drills I think start Wednesday. Well, may- maybe we could do it the, the day that Satori gets done with with the draft guide, and you know. But we're supposed to have the Chickster on on Monday. So you got Chick? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so Chick Dude, Ludwig. I've been trying to get him on for a while. That's great. Supposed to be on on Monday, so. Can't that's really cool. do it on Monday show because yep. uh, dude, go talk to Chicks Chick. Are on uh, thirty years at Date Daily News does the Bengals post game show. He's on iHeart yeah. and seven hundred W. And he does the Reds post games too sometimes. Yeah, so should be fun, dude. Should Chick Lugwood cracked me up when we we uh, brought Corey Dillon down to the banks. We went to the Holy Grail. Him and James Rapine were on the air, and his jaw dropped when he saw Corey Dillon. It was yeah. Funny. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping Corey maybe he'll come on Monday. I know he does your shows on Monday, but I think Greg was gonna reach out and ask him if he'd come on Monday. But Greg's still hope, my I idea. Hope, <laughs> I hope Chick's not watching because you're gonna surprise that. I to, honestly, dude, that's exactly what I was trying to do because he was so happy. Well, to once see we Chick. had Chick, yeah, that's what that's what I was going to do. I, I, could, in, I I no, seen on his Facebook that picture of Corey. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Because I I can't even get Chick to. Is it, Greg is big sandwich. I'm sure I'm assuming Greg got this. He 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 is the man because I can't get Chick to even answer me back. <laughs> we'll see. You know, things could change between now yeah. and that's, yeah. that's exactly. the point. E- either way, either way, guys, that's that's awesome. That, congrats on that. that. That's a good get. I mean, 
I know Greg's excited. I'm excited. He said it's one of his favorite people to to listen to throughout the years and Heck read yeah. his stuff too. Heck so. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, I'll tell you what. When you guys had Corey Dillon on, I think Jeff, did you have him on first? Uh, what between our two shows? I yeah, because mean, because you, Joe and Joe and Pop didn't necessarily want to have Corey on ours. <laughs> That was yeah, Greg yeah. trying to reach Greg, out to him. And yeah, then, Greg. Uh, Greg set it all up, and then he was going to. He could have came on here, but they didn't want him on. So then he came dude, online. Yeah, that was awesome because Corey Dillon. When I was growing up, I know you guys are what 10, 15 years older than me, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what? it. I'm, I'm only ten or fifteen years older. Yeah, that, that, let's go with that, Dusty. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm giving Dale shit, and I think Dale's like four or five years older. But no, uh, it, I mean, he was one of my favorite players growing up, and I I saw that he was coming back and doing doing some shows and stuff. And man, that I tell you what, that made me feel so good just seeing him. And I'm sure there's a bunch of fans that told you guys that, but that that was awesome. It's it's really great to see him come back to Cincy and get, show show love to fans, and especially hearing that he was a little nervous how fans would reciprocate that love. Oh, dude, he was shocked. Like, when we were walking around yeah. downtown, he was shocked how many people were ecstatic to well, see Well, him. Jeff and Chop and Greg are all like best friends with the man now, so. We're like besties. I'm like a French friend, you know. I'm like that guy <laughs> that he sees every now and then. He's, he, he, cool he, he's the crazy crazy uncle. We call, we call, we call him Unc. Uncle, uncle Dale. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Corey's awesome and He's obviously he's on Jeff's show almost every week. He's been on ours two or three times. And, you know, I can't say enough good things about the guy. I definitely plan on him being one of my two votes for the Ring of Honor this year. Oh, yeah. Definitely vote for him. He's getting in this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and if he don't get in this year, man, he should dude, be. If he doesn't get in this year, year. it's freaking rigged. Well, it's. Ah. It, it's the older, the older guys. I mean, the it's a same, too. it's a similar thing to what I w- wanted to do last year. With some of these guys are so much older that you hate to see them go down a path of you know what happened to Ken Riley with the Hall of Fame. Well, hey, so I'm good. That, with that is the reason. Which that's what like last year I was voting some of the older guys over, uh, you know, Boomer and Chad who got in last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this year I'm, I'm voting Corey, obviously, and but, I'm, pro- yeah. I'm probably voting Lamar Parrish because he's another one that. Yeah, well, Lamar was one of the people I voted for last year, and I think Bob Trumpy might have been the other one. Tr- Trumpy and then uh, Crumrise, another one I think sh- should get into. But I mean, we, we got that that's where. Lapham and Trumpy are all age wise, like some of the oldest ones. Yeah, you on need the some ballot. of the new guys, and then some of the the older guys. Where I'm at, you got to have one. Of each is what I think every year. Go ahead, Dusty. Sorry. Yeah. On, uh, I remember we had, uh, I was on Dale's show a while back when we had this conversation, and Parrish was one of the dudes that was like, I, I would really like to see him and, uh, and lap him. And my argument was, I just think at the build up of this, I still think we should do three players for the first, there's too many. I don't know, X, yeah. X amount of years. Like, yeah, there's too many. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's just say five, five to six, seven years do three guys and then drop it down. Cause it, I mean, Chad Johnson, I obviously think Chad should be in. He's between him and Corey Dillon growing up in my era. That was, that was the big interest in the Bengals. That was, I, I loved watching them for those dudes. And then obviously big Willie was a, a monster uh, to see him play, but it was, uh, I, I just think they should extend it. And I know there's been arguments. I've, I've talked to a couple of different people on Twitter about it. 
and they think two's good to extend it out. But I'll let I you really guys think, get to this too when you're done. I got to check on my dog real quick. <laughs> but I really think th- I think three is a good number because I think there's dudes that are very deserving. Like Dave Lapham's been in this organization for years. And I mean, he played played good ball in big games, and I I think he's deserving to be there. And there's I mean, there's just a bunch of guys that deserve to be there. So I think adding an extra player would would make a big difference. Yeah, like I said, there's too many guys because you got over 50 years of players that you're trying to catch up on, and and the rate we're going, we're not gonna get everybody who already should be in there before. Burrow, Chase, T, you know, these guys start coming. We're still going to be trying to get guys in from the 70s, I think, and the 80s, the rate we're going with only two. That's what I'm worried about. We're not going to be able to get it. And and these guys from the 70s and 80s are not going to be here. I mean, they're getting older. I mean, Trumpy's in this. I think Trumpy's, uh, he's got to be in his 70s at least. I mean, Lamar Parrish has got to be close to his 70s. I mean, that that, that was CD's. That's what he said on, I think, your show was. You know he wants he wants to be there and enjoy it. And yeah, I can understand that and I respect that. Like you want you want your day to be recognized, and you don't want that exactly. day to come after. You know, like it'd be great for your family, but it'd be great for you to have that day and experience it with your family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, says uh, I just saw we're getting new uh, new field turf or a new field service going back to the style of turf we had before. I don't know if that – I've heard rumors about that. I don't know if that's actually true or not, if, if, if that's what we're doing or not. I honestly don't know. Have you heard anything about no, that? I have not, no. So, I mean, I, I know they talk about Because, I mean, the, the, the talk in the NFL is to try to get uh, everybody the same field. You know, that's that's kind of where I think the players are at. They have the same surface. Because yeah. the NFL. There you the NFL, go. Parker, Parker says confirmed by the NFL and oh, ESPN. Oh, there you go. Parker, come on my show sometime. I miss Parker. Try to get him on. He's a busy guy. <laughs> but, yeah, I, that's that's where I think they're trying to get everything to be conformed because baseball, pretty much everybody's got grass. I mean, there's very few teams that have turf. And the ones that are have turf are, are getting new stadiums. So I think that's where football is trying to get to, where they all have the same playing surface. Which kind of, I mean, which which makes sense, I think. Yeah, yeah, it makes. I sense. mean, baseball. When you play baseball on turf and you play it on grass, it's a total different. Oh, you, completely you different. Some, uh, the ball <laughs> you bounces this high off, off Azure turf. Yeah, and I mean, you just get some uh, some burners coming at you. I mean, I remember playing and getting some coming at me. And you just don't know how to read it. If you're used to playing on grass and you you're in a inside facility practicing, it's just totally, totally different. And you get ruts in grass too. So you get different hops. But I I think playing on the same surface is the ideal thing for for the NFL. I also want this crypt keeper, the leaping tiger back in the middle of the field. Can we do that? Please. While we're at it? Please, that's dude. I would love the throwback jerseys. Them, them throwback jerseys. Oh, that would be that would be the best. That's my favorite. My favorite jersey with the leaping now, tiger on the screen. Okay, those with those the say, not not the old ass Cleveland Brown looking ones that Jeff wants. <laughs> I like those. no. I want I, the I, one. I, ooh, 
them are bad, bro. Yeah, I, I like the Leapy Tiger ones too, and uh, the I mean I'm not saying I always say the with the the pumpkin head ones only for like one game, but I, I like the uh, Leapy Tiger ones because I don't know if you saw Monday's show. Cap actually got a Corey Dillon uh, Leapy Tiger jersey, and Corey's face his jaw dropped. Like, where'd you get that at? And just seeing the jersey, I'm like, dude, that is a awesome looking freaking jersey. I, I like that. Dude, those jerseys, that that's my favorite, man. If you could throw anything back, just do that for one game. I'll be I'll be extremely happy. I yeah, that. like two weeks ago. I was on that show with Cap. I remember him showing us that. It was like two weeks ago. That wasn't this. Well, week. he showed Corey Monday. Yeah, yeah. He oh, showed okay. us two weeks ago, but he showed he showed it to Corey Monday. Yeah. But yeah, but but wasn't that a sick looking jersey though? Yeah. Well, I, I love those jerseys, man. I always think of I mean, obviously Corey, but then even like that was like Peter Warwick. Chad, like Chad, right? You Chad know, Johnson. Oh, right Yeah. Willie Anderson. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Hell that, yeah. That are that, what are, what are those uniforms? And yes, they are getting going back to the old style. Is it is it turf or grass? What are they going back to? Go look at the Bengals website. I don't know. I don't know. Someone tell us. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on the air. We can't look. Actually, I can. Jeff is not a good multitasker. I am not. Well, I mean, we might as well hit these defensive guys, Dusty. I know Jeff's got a show. Let's go crazy, hit. bud. I got, if you I got, got, a, I got to go here in a little bit. Yeah, good. I got, I got to go here in a little bit, but yeah, good. De- defense, probably, I mean, defensive end. I wouldn't mind adding the defensive end, but is there anybody, Dusty, on the defensive end-wise? So, just, that one thing, though. That one dude from UCLA that has the injury problems that kind of drop. I think he's from UCLA. Uh, yeah, Latu. Yeah, that that cat. So if he could fall, if, if he did fall, he'd be interesting. It, I mean, it it'd be an interesting thing to have yeah. because who's going to go there? Um, who who's going to take his place? Um, and then if an extra quarterback gets taken, there could be some real talent still on the board in. You know, possibly – I'm a fan of the trade back just because I think when we talked about wide receivers, I think there's some solid wide receivers in that third, fourth round. We need some back. defensive ends to kind of go in the first for some of the talent we're talking about getting pushed down to us and having those options, I think. Somebody asked that earlier. They were saying, you know, how do you see them getting pushed down? How many quarterbacks? Well, I think McCarthy would need to be the fourth one off the board before we pick. The receivers, obviously, three are probably going to be going, if not four. Then a corner like Terry and Arnold, and then Dallas Turner, Law 2 that you're talking about, and Verse. Do any of those guys or two of those guys come off the board before 18? If not three, would be huge. Yeah. So, so if, what's you, the, if you want to – I looked it up here for the for the uh, turf thing, if you want to hear. What they're saying is the Paycor Stadium will install a new field turf core system for this upcoming season. This marks a reunion, a return of field turf, which was previously served as the stadium service from 2004-2011. Field turf, trademark. Yeah. So uh, with upgrades, the Bengals come to eighth team in the NFL. So field, uh, but but they said field turf though. Don't they have field turf turf now? Well, this is field turf. F I E L D T U R F field turf. Yeah, yeah. They, they have turf, but they don't have field turf. I think that's why. Is it gra- like is that grass? Like, I thought they had no. field turf because before when they when they got rid of it, that was grass. That, that's what kept ripping up in chunks. So 
Oh wow! It's the uh, the turf is the same we had. Matt says, yeah, 2004, yeah, so I just, just, just read it, yeah, 2004, 2011. Yeah. So isn't that the same one that ripped up and fall, fell apart on us? That's we shall find out. Hopefully, it's not improved. Film turn. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Just get back to defense. Defensive end. So if, uh, if, if versus there in Turner, well, let's not say there, but who do you have higher? I'm assuming you have Turner higher. Um, yeah, I got Turner a lot to inverse, but I have them all like. Kind of grouped together, yeah. Potential picks at eighteen, like talent-wise, at eighteen. So let's say let's say Turner's there. Turner and uh, Mims. Who who would you take over Turner and Mims? Say say the D tackles. Say a lot of people think uh, Murphy's going to test really well, and he's he's probably going to go off the board. And then also Johnny. So Johnny Newton's gone, and uh, and. Murphy's gone. Would would you consider would you consider uh, um, Turner over Mims? I mean, I think you have to consider talent. Uh, it's same same thing with Law Two or Verse. I think you'd have to. They'd be in the conversation. Um, Mims still scares me. It's also the injury, not just that he started eight games. It's he had an ankle injury. He came back off of tightrope surgery on his ankle, and then he. Injured his ankle again in the SEC championship, so that concerns me. That you know, it's consi- like it's a recurring injury with the ankle-wise. So that scares me with Mims. So I would definitely consider that over Mims, but I don't know, man. Guyton, Latham, I don't know who's going to be highest on their board. You know, right? I just think but, if yeah. that's the if that's the case, I think there's a real good trade back scenario, unless there's somebody that's that they scouted out that's super solid like i would not i just i'm not opposed to moving back a few spots because i think there's going to be talent there that's going to be pretty pretty close and if you're looking at like we talked about jpj like i don't know uh, i don't i don't know if he goes like he's going to be there at 18 i truly think so i I do too i think he's talented enough to that if he was a pick, I wouldn't be mad at all, dude. If he's exactly. there at eighteen, I, I, man, I'd have a hard time. I'm with good with that pick. I'm, I'm honestly yeah. probably better with that pick than Mims, and that that might be my take. But he's just what? who would be a who would you think might be up there at forty? Then that's the thing for me because if you're taking JPJ at at, at eighteen, and it, and just say you didn't sign a right tackle, you got to take one at at forty. Well, I'd probably wait for Blake Fisher. At, well, what line. are we picking? It's not forty. It's a little later than that. But I thought, I thought it was forty. It's in the forties, yeah. I think. All right. Well, on that note, I gotta go, boys. My 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 guest showed up. So thanks for having me. Appreciate you, boys. All right, buddy. See you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Why? So I'm assuming 39. we take. Let's just say we take somebody a Riley Reef level, uh, Illuminor style dude. Um, that can get you by for a year, but you get Jackson Powers Johnson. I just think that line is going to be so much, uh, so much better. And you got Tyler Boyd leaving. If you trade back and you you get an extra third round pick or fourth round pick, and you get a Corley or you get uh, um, who uh, Baker, you get one of those dudes. I think I think it's worth it. I think it's worth the trade back and. If you get him, that that's solid to me. 
Yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, defensive end. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna take it. Some guys like I'm just I just want to see how that. I guess they test like Austin Booker who had a good Senior Bowl week. Um, I don't know. Not there's nobody like Darius Robinson who's been a monster. I think ends up in the first round. He's gonna be fun for some team. It's probably not gonna be the Bengals, but. Uh, what just, about what about the Penn State dude? Not Chop Robinson, but or yeah, Chop Chop Robinson. Yeah, there's Chop, and there's also uh, Adisa Isaac, who I kind of yeah. have as you know late second, early third type player. Yeah, just see how both of those guys test. I mean, they both look super athletic, so if they end up with elite RAS scores. I mean, it might push them up. I know you know Chop Robinson; he's going to need a little work, but he's probably going to go in the first round. I just think it might be later first round. Yeah. Almost uh, like a mild question here as we as we get into D tackles. I, I have them as I, I just D line, but I have him listed at D tackle for Brandon Dorless from Oregon. Now he's played edge the last two years. Be- the year before that he played defensive tackle. I think he would project better as a defensive tackle, but at the same time he weighed in at like 272 at the senior bowl, which is not great for a defensive tackle. So body type is almost, he's, it's the, is he a tweener or is he versatile? And you almost say tweener on this one. It's usually if you like him or not, but he really kind of is a tweener because I don't know that he has the, the full athleticism to be a full-time defensive end compared to, you know, the size to be a defensive tackle. So it's just a guy you're going to have to move around a little, but he's got talent and makes plays, but definitely, yeah, Parker, definitely a tweener. What what do you think uh, uh, Fisk is going to weigh? Cause I know he was on the wider side. He was at the, at the senior bowl. So I think he was like two, he was in like the high two nineties, I think. So he's a little, I mean, he's not he's not little for a three tech, but if you're talking about one using for a nose tackle, yeah, he's not that. He's definitely he was six three two ninety five. Ninety five. So yeah, and he's six three. So, but I, his motor is just fun. He's going to be twenty four. Um, needs to do better finishing tackles. His arm length isn't great. Um, but like I said, insane motor, really good hands, good burst off the snap, anticipation on plays. He knows what's coming usually. High IQ type guy. I I like Braden Fisk. Um, I do too. I have him as my fifth overall D tackle. Like I wouldn't be pissed if we took him in the second, but like he would definitely be a guy that like oh he slides to the third because of the age and you know maybe the overall functional strength makes him fall to the third. I think he'd be a really good pick in the third round. So over uh if Michael uh Michael Hall's there. I got him as my number four D tackle. I would definitely I would be fine with Hall in the second round. I mean he's two eighty. So once again six two two eighty more on the lighter side for a D tackle. But the dude just has a great get off. Uh pretty good motor as well. I really like Michael Hall. I wouldn't complain if he was there. In his, now, if he was there in the third, yeah, I'd take him in the third over Fisk. But yeah, and you said on Twitter, you said you'd take Hall over Sweat. 
is that depending on free agency or is that yeah. just in general? Yeah, it would have to, like, if we don't sign anybody, like if we don't sign DJ Reader and we don't sign uh, Grover Stewart in place of DJ Reader, then I would probably take sweat over Hall. But for current needs now, thinking that I would at least think we bring back DJ Reader, worst case scenario, you don't want to go because it's just not a deep nose tackle type draft. Yeah. Then I would, then I want to lean Hall because I want that pass rush. But it would be mm-hmm. a tough conversation if we didn't have anybody. I would yeah. just hope, I would hope McKinley Jackson's a high target, you know, in the round after. Yeah. Did you and see I that? Love, I don't love him like Sweat. Do you see what I did? What? That's why I, I flung my, I was sitting here with this pen and I tossed it and it like landed all weird up on me and I grabbed it. That's why I made that weird face. But yeah, I, dude, Hall, I mean, he, he looked good at the senior bowl. He had, he had some good practice film where he, he looked nice. So, and so did Fisk. So I know Fisk, how old's Fisk? Is he 24? Uh, he, he will be turning 24. Where Hall, yeah, I think, it's like closer to 20. I don't have his age down as a pro or con, but I think he's closer to 21, maybe turning 22. I know he's younger. A lot of people thought he'd go back to Ohio State for another year. But, yeah, I mean, I can see why he came out. He believes in himself, too. Yeah. Well, well I like that. I I do. I know you don't like uh, – what's that Washington kid's name? Uh, Trice? Trice? Uh, Braylon? Or Braden? Braylon? It's not that Trice. I don't like him. I just don't – for defensive end wise, I just think he's, I don't know. There's just something about him. Like, yeah, I, I don't get the first round hype for that guy at all. Oh, I'm not saying first round. I, I, I'm I just saying he, he's like a late first round on the consensus mock boards. And I'm like, man, I see him as like third round guy, like early. Well, that's how I am with, with Jenkins. Like Chris Jenkins. I just don't see it. We talked about it before when my, been on on my show when he was talking about him but i don't i don't i don't know like i guess I the flashes with jenkins like i i re i re all those guys yet again a couple maybe like, i need to rewatch different games but there's flashes but yes like it's not great but there's flashes like yeah, um, watching- watch the washington game in the championship there was some flashes in that now there he gets where he just gets washed out sometimes too, but he's and I you just want to see overall more production from him than what he's put up because there's pass rush potential, but he's very solid against the run, and he's just one of those guys that I think makes it. You know, his dad was a player, and not that that matters, but you know, good pedigree there. But he's a team type. He's always celebrating. You you see that you know whether his teammate makes a play or he makes he's just one of those guys that. Pipes everybody up. And I yeah, think I like, like he was on Feldman's freak list. So I think his ceiling is still higher as a pass rusher. Maybe he just wasn't asked to do it as much. I, I, I don't know. Like from what I've seen, he does just doesn't, it's inconsistent production. Yeah. But I'm curious what is his size and weight's going to be. Yeah. He's one to watch. Yeah. Same, same thing size. with Murph, Murphy. The Texas kid, that's another one. He's listed at 61308, but some people were like, oh, he's he doesn't seem 308. So I'm curious yeah. to see what his actual measurables are at the combine. But Murphy also kicked in. He played uh, 
Oh, I don't know if it's I don't know if he actually played nose tackle, but he kicked inside a little more than three tech, and he was fairly good against the run. Like he wasn't. It wasn't like he was horrible against it. It wasn't like he was a pure pass rusher. Yeah. I feel like he did, did a little more than that. Yeah, this is a kid I've got, uh, Jonah Ellis that went to Utah. He's got a dad that played in NFL, like three brothers apparently that played in NFL. And I love this tape, like super explosive. This is a defensive end instead of D tackle. But uh, I loved his tape. Now, he's not like super big. And obviously, that's always a concern. I think he's a little older. I I don't have those notes right in front of me. All right. Parker said, sell me on Ellis. He don't see it. I'll I'll, I'll get what I wrote. And I'm going to get it. You you sell him on it, and I'm going to let my dog outside real quick. All right. I look up Ellis and see what, but I remember loving his tape, just the explosiveness. So I put burst off the line, pursuit speed, awareness, high effort player, has a good spin move. Uh, overall, has a lot of moves. Pass rush arsenal, arsenal, football family, as we mentioned. Then cons just the size, like he's listed at six one two forty three. So he's definitely small for a defensive end. That's going to be the problem. Can you? He's probably going to be better as like a three-four type player as an outside linebacker than he would be for the Bengals. So if I was strictly judging him for the Bengals, then I wouldn't love that. And then he's not going to be super long. And then he does struggle getting off blocks at times. But I, I like him. I don't know. But I may be overly high on him, and maybe I'm down on Braylon Trice because I I actually have him over Trice. Um, Adisa Isaac, I have sandwiched between those two. Yeah, he is a stellar Parker, 100%. (laughs) Parker says, so he's just, yes. He's going to be really good with the Stillers as a pass rusher. Um, Honestly, it reminds me of the guy they got last year from Wisconsin. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but. It's like, oh, I really like him as a pass rusher. He goes there, and it's like fourth, fifth round. And Ellis, honestly, I think I'm higher because purely tape evaluation, and maybe, and he's at the bottom of the second round for me, and maybe he ends up in the third. But I do like him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Airbig was the guy. Somebody sent me a thing about the shadow. I just. You know, I did the thing last year the best I could, but I kind of did it after. But yeah, I don't even know what that is. That's tell me more. But so you kind of pick players and draft players. You would enjoy this. What is it? So, like, you pick a player as they're coming on the board b- before they're picked. So, like, let's say it's at pick 18 or whatever. And, like, I think last year I did it and it was two picks in every round because I didn't have any team. You know, I didn't have anybody on my roster. So when you first start, you can do like two picks. And I kept, you roll dice or I, I don't remember. Whatever you did to do the numbers. So I had a certain, certain pick numbers for the first round. It was like this pick and that pick. And anybody that's on the board, you can take at that point. But you're supposed okay. to take them before they're drafted. So like I was doing a live show, so I did mine after. So it's kind of cheating in a way. Well, I feel good about my team. And then I drafted dude, I guys you can pick them too. Like Ivan Pace, I was like, bam, I'm adding Ivan Pace. He went and you know. 
yeah, Ivan Drapes, uh, Ivan, Ch- <laughs> I can't talk. Jesus, I'm getting tired, bud. Ivan Pace should not have gone undrafted. That was there that was an issue. Parker can give you more details. All right, thank you, Parker. So you're will... it's like at Dusty Langley 03, right? Yeah. I think See, I had to make good. up for that time. I forgot your name. You've been giving me Yeah, shit. dude. I Bro, like... I've got – you know, when you have 80 pages of notes <laughs> for a draft guide, you, the names – sometimes you forget a name, and it's like, I love you, but I forget names. I forget my own goddamn name sometimes. I was giving you shit, buddy. I no, I – I and I didn't even listen to it. I was I was setting things up and I was I was researching some people and you texted me and said like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a little late." And I was like, "That's fine. Uh, that's fine with me because I'm still writing, taking notes on on things I wanted to talk about." And then I listened to it back like randomly, and I was like, "I was like, oh, that son of a gun, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?" I, I that's, did. That was it literally listening. Like I had to think, and I was like, "Dusty," I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> like, no, shit. it's all good. But well, I do want to say, I'm uh, the past few years, I, I've I've hit on the first first round. So I hit on Joe Burrow, which was easy. I hit on him. I hit on Jamar, which was, I mean, Jamar was my dude. Obviously, I won. Uh, what's his name? The offensive tackle that went to Detroit. I I, I liked him, but I wanted Jamar and Joe to be together. Falling year, Dax was kind of my dude, um, which. I don't know if he's he's playing maybe slightly out of position, um, but I still I still got a little belief in Dax. Hopefully Dax Hill performs a little better for us. Um, and then Miles Murphy, like right now, I'm four years strong on our first round picks. So uh, I'm hoping whoever I get high on. So Dale, I need you to sell me on somebody to be super high on. That's Maybe I don't know. Maybe somebody I don't exactly want, but it's going to be what, for round be one. A better for round one, that, that's that's all I'm good with. And I had a, a selfishly, I want Johnny Newton at D tackle, but I would love for I do too. Talies Fuaga to fall also. All right, I just feel more comfortable with him than I do Latham, Guyton, and Mims. Me too. Me too. So like those I are the two. Too. So see, you're already sold on it. You just gotta, you gotta decide, dude. I just gotta decide, and then whatever I choose, the Bengals are gonna go with. And uh, Chase Brown, I was, I was high on Chase Brown, and yeah, I, I think like I said him. on Twitter I was cool with them taking him. I think I said fourth. I might have said third round, but right. which was, I mean, getting him in the fifth round was a steal. But I was, I was yeah. definitely high on the guy, and the Bengals yeah, took third him, round so. talent. I thought, yeah. So uh, I'm. I'm doing I'm doing fairly well at least in the first round. There you go. So see, uh, this is right up your alley. You'll love. I don't it. know. Uh, it, okay, the, this is a hypothetical. I it's probably not going to happen. But let's say uh, Johnny Newton's there and Byron Murphy. Which one are you going with? Uh, I just hire on Newton, and that's no knock on Murphy. I just I love Newton. Like yeah. Newton's like number nine overall on my board, and Murphy's sixteen. So either one of them, I'd be happy with at eighteen. I just, I just like Newton's two way ability, and he's done it for longer. You know, uh, Murphy's a one year starter compared to Newton had like leading pressure rate at defensive tackle the year before. You know, and Murphy wasn't even getting tons of snaps or was a starter at Texas. I mean, obviously rotated in and played. It's not like he didn't play, but 
I just I feel more comfortable with Newton. Um, it, but both of them, I want to see their measurables. I mean, it's not going to affect like the tackle and offensive tackle. I just those are two positions I think we should do that I've hammered so much. It's any measurables or anything from the combine for those positions, especially being interior like linemen on both sides of the ball. It's not going to change. Some other guys that do tackle, -tackle, I want to mention. So, Chris Jenkins, we mentioned. I do want to see what he tests because he's supposed to test like a freak. I want to mention a few names just at each position because we've been up for two hours. Crazy long show. Yeah, we're going crazy right now. That's what we do, man. We love the draft. Uh, Rook, uh, Doorless. Oh, you wanted to talk about him. I I love Rook. And and I'll talk about him playing more. Like, there'll be plenty of breakdowns. But just I want to mention some names to finish this show out. So, so Rook Arohu, Arohu, <laughs> quite the name. Uh, Brandon Doorless, Dwayne Carter. These are guys I want to see how they test. Um, Mason Smith, who has great size. Curious to see what his Raz ends up being after all the testing. Um, a guy who has some great splash plays and then disappears for a long time. And a lot of these guys, I've put things out on Twitter, little clips of them, my thoughts on some of them. Um, any other guys about, that do tackle for you before we move on to linebacker real quick? So these are a little later probably, but uh, uh, McKinley Jackson, uh, Dwayne Carter, and Gabe Hall. <laughs> yeah. I know Gabe Hall is probably going to be a later guy. but I've got him as I a fifth-round guy. Like, there's flashes. He is super, like, long. But sometimes that, you know, he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Sometimes that goes against you when you're an interior defensive lineman. And at Baylor, he's played both. So he's played D and D tackle. Um, Is that where, um, was it Andrew Billings? He played at Baylor, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was listening to somebody talking about him the other day. And I think they said he was only like 25 right now. So he came out super young. I could maybe I'll, maybe it was the wrong person. Maybe I'm confused, but I'm pretty sure it was Andrew Andrew Billings. And he's he only like 25 right now. Yeah, he came out super young. He just got a two year deal with the Bears too, because we did a free agent defensive tackle show. Uh, I don't know his exact age, but yeah, he is super young. He came out. He was like 20 years old when he came out from Baylor. We got him in yeah. the fourth round. A lot of people reject him. I love that pick. I, well, I was barely paying out, but he's still in the league. He's still producing. Uh, I don't think it was a bad pick, even in hindsight. Yeah, I love that pick. Chris said first round preference: Newton, Fuaga, JPJ. I mean, that's how I have those guys ranked on my board. Now, maybe there's some other names I'd take in there, and I'm okay with taking some, you know, some other players, but. I, I do like all three of those guys a lot, and that's the order I would take them in based on that's those three order. players. But I do yeah. I wouldn't be mad if we got any of those guys at all because I think all of them have all pro potential easily. Yeah, I think I think Fuaga would go higher, but I think Jackson Powers Johnson could have a better career if that makes sense. Like I yeah. think, like I, I I if you look at like position. Obviously, you want the better, the the higher paid position. But if you want a dude that's going to be a stabilizer for their career with the team, I think Jackson Powers Johnson could be that guy. And he's going to be cheaper too. But 
you want that fifth year option too with your with your right tackle if you draft a stud and if he's a guy that you develop behind somebody like that fifth year option comes in huge but i right now i i really want immediate impact guys that's why i'm pretty high on a third round receiver right now because i think there's a lot of talent there well and i think a lot receiver too like third through fifth round like i said i think we could land a starting slot receiver anywhere in the third through fifth round, depending, you know, who ends up falling. But I mean, if we took your guy, Taj Washington in the fifth round, I would feel okay with him being the starter in the slot this year. I really would. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would too. I, in, I don't know. I, I feel like his, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's how we use him. You know, there's a lot of players that can come into a team in, the circumstance they come into, they they perform really well and it surprises people, but it's also the team they go into. So if yeah. you know we're feeding T and Jamar in that's that's a circumstance like there's going to be people that aren't getting the ball. It's just the the whole pie circumstance with free agency and and players. It's the um the way you're going to feed the ball as well. Um but I almost I'd almost rather a receiver. I don't know if, if Jeff said he was wanting a a running back before receiver, or it might have been tight end. But I'm definitely cool with getting a wide receiver earlier. I think than maybe most people. Yeah, I just want to mention some names. I'm not going to go in depth on any of these guys. Go more in depth on these players later on because we still got time once free agency starts to the draft. And even free agency isn't here yet, a couple weeks out, so two or three weeks out. Um, but linebacker, Junior Colson, Trevin Wallace, curious to see how those guys test. Uh, I like both as players. I mean, Edger and Cooper, I know that's the guy you like. There we curious go. To, curious to see how all those guys test. At corner, Nate Wiggins, curious to see how he tests. Um, and once again, we'll go into more in depth on these. TJ Tampa, a guy we both like at corner. Kyrie Jackson, I'm – I've got as a second round guy has great size at like six, three and length. So I'm curious to see how he tests. I think he could be Mike Sanders still from Michigan. If we're looking for a slot corner a year out, maybe in the third round, you know, to replace Hilton, who's coming into the last year of his deal uh, safeties. I don't know if we'll take a say, I would like a veteran safety. And then I think we're set because we have Dax and battle. I think a veteran safety to round out, that room makes more sense, but just in general, some safeties, uh, Bo Braid, Cole Bishop, James Williams, James Williams played linebacker at the senior bowl. Curious to see what he just is overall testing. Uh, so that's kind of my list of players. I'm looking forward to Wanted to at least get that in. We are two hours and 15 minutes in an ex- insanely long episode. Thank you all for, sticking with us that did i know a lot of people probably tuned out or went to jeff's show and i hated to cut it in, into jeff's show's time if you're still looking for something to watch him and a uh, game on 513 is on air right now but i appreciate you guys we will be back tomorrow and we're going to talk draft again tomorrow on the show so we will um we're gonna the brock bowers thing is out there we talked about a little on here we'll get more in depth with that tomorrow and then honestly anybody that's got questions tomorrow that's the episode to ask him. I'm just literally going to leave it at like, ask a bunch of questions, man. Ask away, ask about prospects. I'll give you what I have on them. Tell you what I think. Try to get the draft guide out soon. 
check out Dusty's show. Dusty, tell them where to find you on Twitter and about your show. And I appreciate you all. Yeah, man. Um, check me out on uh, Bengals Army. And I think it's, I don't even know my Twitter name. I think it's at Dusty Langley 03. I got yeah. it. I got you. Yeah. See, I remember yeah, your I, name. I didn't forget. I don't it. even remember what I got on there. But See, you forgot yeah. your own name. Dude, I do it all the time. I forget my own birthday half the time, my age. But give me shit. yeah, check me out on there. Bing, Bengals Army, we put out a little bit of shows, a little bit of content. We're pretty inconsistent. We got to get better with it. But yeah, we love talking Bengals and love coming on with Dale and and talking talking some football, especially He's draft. He's got sweet prospects. man cave now. He's got the sweet man cave. Yeah, it's coming along, baby. Love you too, Port Chop, you sexy animal. Have fun at work, buddy. All right, man. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at 3.30. Hootay, baby. Love you all.